This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Hello and welcome to Marking Out, episode 206. That is right. We are kicking off the new year, which we did last week, I believe. And the week before it. Yeah, but we are keeping the ball rolling. I am Dave, your host. You can go follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. You can go follow our account on Twitter at Marking Out. Go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Marking Out. I am here with Brandon. You can go follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. And that intro that you started with sounded like that professor from uh, from The Simpsons, the scientist. I don't know what you mean. You're like, hello! I don't know about that one. You know the scientist from The Simpsons? Yeah. That's what All right, like. let's get on to some comments and questions. Uh, first one is from uh, Tenenbaum. WWE.com posted a poll asking who the best Royal Rumble uh, Royal Rumbler is. I believe he it's had Cole, by the way. HBK, Undertaker, Triple H, Kane, Cena, Orton, Hogan, Edge, and Rey Mysterio. Who do you think the best to ever enter and win a Royal Rumble? I think it's Rey. Um, I'm going to go with... Stone Cold Steve Austin on this one. How about you? I was gonna why Stone Cold though. I was gonna say Stone Cold too, but I'm also I could definitely be on the edge and pick uh, Rey Mysterio as well. Be on the edge and pick yeah. Mysterio. Like I could be on the edge of picking Stone Cold or Rey Mysterio. I'm going Stone Cold just because the amount that he's won and pretty much he was always. He was a badass whenever he got it. I mean, all of these wrestlers are pretty much, once they get in, you know that they're going to eliminate at least, like, five people, and they're going to be in there for a good amount of time. Like, Stone Cold won three and two were back-to-back, or was that somebody else? No, I think that that was Stone Cold. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, in the sense with Rey Mysterio, he had the longest Royal Rumble, although combined times, I don't know, Stone Cold Steve Austin won multiple times. As yeah, that's H- the thing. I wouldn't be as did Hogan, as did HBK. I believe HBK. Yeah, I would go with Stone Cold. Yeah, I guess ultimately I would say Stone Cold as well too. All right, which I didn't need to say too. <laughs> Up next, we have Jason Linick. Great episode last week, guys. Felt good to be back in the swing of things. Had lots of laughs as usual. Just wanted to get your thoughts on a few things this week. One. Obviously, the big story is Macho Man finally being inducted. In my opinion, it's a little too late, but better than never at all. I would have not guessed that that was in my opinion. What do you mean? I am I am O. Yeah, are you kidding me? I wouldn't have known that. How I would have just. How I would have just said you, you don't. I am O. There's your aunts and and uncles use internet lingo. How do you not know? I. They barely use it, dude. They have their children type it for them. What do you think All LOL right. is? I Lim- don't know. Limbo, obviously. La. Limbo? Yeah. Where's the other L? 
I and said, where's the O? It's Limbo, obviously, La. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I feel like Hulk Hogan is the wrong choice to induct Randy Savage. I think either DDP or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat should have the honors. With the genius being the one to accept. I, I uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, if he doesn't read a poem, I will be highly upset. So let's speak about, well, you know what? We'll get to this after because somebody else wrote in as well. Okay. Uh, then he goes on to, why didn't Rollins cash in this week? After laying out Cena and then hitting the curb stomp on Lesnar, he had a wide open opportunity to do it and nothing happened. Raw just ended. What gives? If he was a ch if he was champion leading into the main event, I think it would have spiced things up a bit. Finally, I want to know what Brandon thinks of the new WWE 2K15 downloadable content. I refuse to pay for it and am uh, just potentially waiting for the new Ultimate Warrior showcase. Thanks again for another another fun episode, Jason. Follow me on Twitter at jlinick where you can help me raise money for St. Baldrick's on 315. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, I'll be shaving my head for children's cancer. P.S. MYWC has a show coming up on 131. Sideshow is the last stop before Psycho Circus on February 28th. Be there. Yeah, you can go check all that NYWC stuff at nywcwrestling.com, and uh, they perform over in Deer Park, New York. Yeah, and we'll definitely be checking out, I mean, uh, covering that next week. Yeah, we'll be doing that next week. So, um, Rollins laying out, I agree. I think that is insane that they didn't even, they didn't even tease Rollins cashing in. Yeah, and then somebody else wrote on Twitter to me after I said, how is he not cashing in right now? Saying like, oh, then what's the point of having him in the match? And it's like, and then I, that's when I said I that Seth Rollins could just get DQ'd or whatever, or someone could be not DQ'd. Even DQ yeah, you could have uh, Paul Heyman get involved or have the entire authority uh, intervene and kind of blow Rollins' chance at it so this way he still has the briefcase. I mean, he could even tease it, saying, I'm going to cash in, I'm going to cash in, and then, no, no. Like, you know what? No, I'm no, 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 no. But even if Rollins does cash in and he won, then he goes on to a main event at the Royal Rumble where he has to defend the newly won championship, which I guess people were saying is even more stupid than current storyline. But I disagree. I think it would have made it more uh, exciting. Yeah, I, I disagree with that. I think that would have been stupid to have him win it right now. Um, so I disagree with you, yeah, with well. you on that one. Um, but I thought it would have been more fun if he uh, teased that. Well, what do you think about this new showcase? Of course, Brandon bought it already, it's right? It's not the new showcase. It's the, new the new DLC, right? Yeah, of course I bought it. Of course. Brandon splurges all of his money on WWE product. No, it's because I got to have a complete game. Mark. All right. I don't think so, so what do you think of the new DLC? I like it. I, I think it's dumb that you had to pay for it. I don't think it was something that warranted three ninety nine. dollars mm -hmm. I think it was something that could have been part of the, the season pass. So how much money does the game end up, if you bought every single DLC that they have in showcases, how much around estimated uh, is the game? Well, I... Like if you bought uh, everything. I don't know how much the showcase is anymore, but that, I think that was, I completely forgot what I paid for it, but I think it was like 
twenty something maybe. Every showcase is twenty bucks. No, every showcase is nine ninety nine. But the season pass, you get all three showcases, and you get Page and the Accelerator. So, are you? Do you already have the Ultimate Warrior showcase? No, it didn't come out. What the fuck, man? All right. So, but even but you you still have to pay extra to get this, right? Yeah, it's DLC with your season pass. No, the season pass comes with the three showcase storylines. And that does that include the Ultimate Warrior storyline? Yes, that's his Ultimate Warrior showcase. It comes with okay. the Ultimate Warrior, Randy Orton, and uh, or Christian and and Mark Henry's. Okay, that, that's what I'm asking. All three of those comes with extra characters, entrances, arenas. Well, I don't know. It doesn't seem worth it to to me. But I I got it for a discounted rate anyway. So overall, I got, I got the the WW2K15 for. A discounted so how much is the showcase? Each showcase is no. How much? How much did you pay? I don't know how much the season pass was. I think it was twenty something. So you end up spending like another forty bucks or something on the game, which is stupid. But so the game ends up being like a hundred dollar game. I guess maybe more. But like I said, I got. WW2K15 at a pretty discounted rate. So yeah, but not everybody is right. This guy, I think that's complete bullshit. A video game that ends up talent—that's talent any video game, dollars. All video games are like that these days. That's such bullshit. Yeah, I'm, screw that. No, thank I'm you. not getting a PS4 because of this. No, I. You know, I'm not getting any updated system. I don't need it. I'm using Why my Wii. What? I said I'm using my Wii. I'm using my Wii. Why would I even have a Wii? <laughs> this oh. just in. You just admitted it. <laughs> you don't have a Wii. Stupid. <laughs> okay. All right. Next one is from Mr. Richards. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. I attempted to watch Raw on Monday, but I don't think I lasted a full hour. I ended up turning off Raw and watching old Stan Hansen matches on New Japan Pro Wrestling World. I cannot put, uh, I cannot put over that streaming service enough. It's awesome and filled with amazing wrestling. Well, let me get straight to the point. It's great that Macho Man is finally being inducted into the Hall of Fame. I don't think Hogan is correct is the correct choice to induct him. Knowing the history between both guys, there has to be a better choice. Do you guys think Hulk Hogan is uh, the is the guy? If not, who would you pick? Uh, Want to answer this one now? Uh, yeah. Who would you pick? Um, I think that there's a few other better picks than him. Uh, maybe Jake the Snake Roberts, maybe DDP, maybe, um, who else? Um, honestly, I think the most perfect person to have inducted Macho Man Randy Savage would have been Vince McMahon. Why? Just, just because of how much Vince McMahon loved Randy. I don't, if he loved him so much, he would have had him in the Hall of Fame a lot sooner. I don't know why, what happened there that they didn't, but obviously he had so much love for Randy Savage. I mean, if, if even if you go back and watch that first uh, Monday Night Raw when he's not there, he's Vince McMahon's like he's gives us a yeah, but things, speech. I don't know. Things I, change, whatever. But yeah, things change, and in my view, Vince McMahon is the headmaster of a big time frat. Uh, no, not to insult the anybody that's in a frat, but I like a typical movie out of a movie cocky frat kind of thing. I feel like that's the WWE and Vince McMahon's the lead of that. Um, but I, I don't think Hogan is the right choice be, because I don't believe Hulk Hogan. 
I'm Hulk Hogan has lied so many times in the past. Listen, listen, I, listen, listen. Last year when Ultimate Warrior, that whole WrestleMania thing, I don't believe that Hulk Hogan made up with Ultimate Warrior. I don't believe that for a second. You know I think what? every single time Hogan spoke about Warrior afterwards, same thing with Macho Man after Macho Man died. I just don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I, shit he says. I don't believe shit Vince McMahon says, but I thought he would have been the perfect choice to induct Macho Man. I, uh, unless he's inducting somebody else this year. No, I disagree with Vince, and I disagree with Hogan. I, I, yeah, I don't know who else I would have given it to, but maybe Jake the Snake Roberts or someone that had some sort of a storyline with Macho Man at some point. I mean, I, I would rather pretty say much every, Steamboat. Pretty much every, yeah, maybe Steamboat, but why? Because they had that one match? Just, you didn't even like that match. Right, but just based off, yeah, but everybody else like, oh my God, Macho Man is facing Randy Savage in this match. It's awesome. You got to watch it seven times in your fucking month. I mean, uh, it's sad, but everybody that would have been appropriate to induct him has passed away. Like, who else? Macho uh, Man would be inducted. Smith, Warrior, I don't know. But, alright, so definitely not Hogan, and you say Vince, I don't say Vince. Uh, lastly, Cesaro and Kid look great together. If you haven't seen the main event match with them and Adam Rose versus New Day, go watch it. I love the idea of Cesaro and Kid making a run at the tag titles. If used correctly, they could give the tag team division just what it needs to be relevant again. I'd love to see New Day versus our own kid at the Rumble. Give it time, they could steal the show. Hope you guys had a great week, and I look forward to another uh, another awesome show. Um, thank you very much. You agree don't. with you there's, on there's now. Jason Linick and I on the same page. Great minds think alike. So, yeah, well, speak about we're actually going to discuss main event a little bit later on in the in the podcast and all that fun stuff, because I agree with you. That match was unbelievable. Um, Yeah, hopefully they do get uh, get a run at the titles. Uh, It seems like they have been very innovative with their move set. And it's 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 nice to see them together, especially because these are two wrestlers that haven't been. Uh, getting their way with WWE in that in the form that they like they're not where they should be. So I did like that they used that move, the uh, Kings of Wrestling move, with the the swing to the drop kick. I was a fan of that. All right. Uh, up next we have Steve, aka at Disgruntled Dork. Hey guys, thanks for another great episode that proves to be better than Raw than even Raw itself on a weekly basis. Like so many others, I too could not sit and watch Raw in its entirety. Thank God for DVR and the fast-forward button. One thing that has been standing out to me, though, Roman Reigns. Okay, yes, the guy has the look. My female friends will all confirm this with way too much enthusiasm. Uh... He has his moments in the ring where he stands out as well, and this will most likely get better with time. The one thing that I cannot get past is the horrendous mic work. I know he isn't the most comfortable talker WWE has today, but I feel like the cheesy little kid cartoon-like promos are sabotaging the character that uh, the WWE should be pushing him to be. The guy flat out looks like a badass. My coworkers actually pointed out a similarity to Kyle Drogo. Is that I don't know if that's right. 
from Game of Thrones, Jason Momoa, and that is one badass character as well. He needs to be booked as such. He should be cocky, not to the point of patronizing his opponents, but just being cold and confident. I don't want to hear a bedtime story about how little Roman Reigns found a giant. I want to hear how he is going to knock that bitch out, which they seem to be building towards before the new tone of his, of his promos. I cringe listening to him over the past few shows and feel that he has arguably surpassed John Cena in childishness when speaking. My question for you both is, going forward, how would you build up Roman Reigns as a character going forward? Also, a, you want to want to uh, speak yeah, about that? Yeah, let's speak about that first. Um, I agree with you. He does have a lot of similarity to the Game of Thrones character, um, which is always awesome. And rumor has it that Vince McMahon directly is the person writing all of uh, Roman Reigns' promos. Uh, he so from what it seen what from what it's it would seem Vince McMahon is the person to blame for all of the uh, childish promos that everybody's been hating. So then my my thing was right when I tweeted on Raw saying that Vince McMahon's been reading too many stories to his grandkids. Yeah. No, exactly. I um, thought it was ridiculous on Raw. He goes, uh, well, uh, Roman Reigns, you're going to go out there and uh, talk about Jack and the Beanstalk. And then you're going to talk about slaying a giant. It's like, what the Roman Reigns should be viewed as a giant as well. Not in the same form as Big Show, but still in a... Like a Hercules almost. Yeah, and like like he is a... He, you don't want to mess around with him because he'll legit send you to a hospital. He needs to be billed as a, as a tough badass that you do not want to step in front of. Um, so how would you build up Roman Reigns as a character going forward, Brandon? I don't know necessarily how I would build him up. Uh, I know that it wouldn't be against Big Show, though. Yeah, I, I would suggest that they get out of this storyline as quick as possible. Royal Rumble, end it. Have uh, put Roman Reigns over. Royal Rumble is the perfect time to start up new feuds and break old feuds. You All you need is Roman Reigns to eliminate, have a stare down with someone in the ring and have him eliminate that person. And then I mean they already had close. they already had last year they had him eliminate the most people ever. Yeah. And, Which I, I think that that record's going to be broken again this year by him. I don't necessarily think that will, but you never know. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'd put money on it. I I bet you that he breaks his record this year. Um yeah, uh, I think that they got him built. I mean, there was no reason to do this to him, especially with the big show. I mean, okay, it's a short feud, but then after this, I think Roman Reigns can get shot into the main event scene. I mean, you're going to have a little bit of people out of, up there, but take John Cena out of it. Put him uh, to a non-main event scene. I mean, yeah, he's been non-main eventing for here and there, but even still, he doesn't have to be up there. Put Roman Reigns up there. Let him have the shot at the championship following I this uh, fallout. What I think Roman Reigns desperately needs is a manager that can talk for him. And when I say a manager, somebody like Bobby Heenan, somebody like Captain Lou, who could have done like extra stuff. I mean, I don't even think that Roman Reigns needs to cut too many promos. I don't think it's smart to have him cut if you don't give him a um, a, a manager or something. There's no reason for him to be cutting so many promos, especially if he's a. Uh, 
a badass character. Let him let his actions and his facial react uh, expression speak for itself. Like minus the the face paint, he should be billed or being built up the same way Umaga was. Yeah. And I, 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 given that Umaga was probably what a bunch of pounds heavier, but Roman Reigns still is that guy that could be built up as the fucking beast. I mean, back when they were cutting those promos, he was he really only said believe in the shield. Right. And that's really all he should be saying is like one quick one click motto or something. And that's it. Let him let his actions speak for himself. He just because you're on W like I hate the fact that they really do have too many promos and to, they're giving promos to people that shouldn't be having the promos or needed. But that's I why I mean, he did the I same thing with Sabu. There, Sabu yeah. never cut a promo in his life. And he made a big name for himself, and he he rarely ever spoke for himself or had a promo. And then when he went to WWE, they started making him have promos, and look what happened. You don't need the promos. Yeah, look what happened. He got pulled over the RVD and got fired. Yeah. But I think that's why Roman Reigns could benefit from having a manager. I don't know who that manager would be because I don't see any of the current – I can't think of any current people other than someone like – I don't know how – I mean, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say have some like a Samu come in or something. Have somebody strong like I don't know. I, I guess Samu, I don't know how he is talking wise, but no, I don't I don't think that would work because even as a head shrinker, he wasn't I mean Right, cuz he didn't speak. The, he didn't speak as a head shrinker really. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing, Roman Reigns shouldn't be forced into speaking roles. But I think a manager can do that for him. But then I don't even think he needs a manager at times. He could just be silent. I mean, there's no reason for him to be cutting such long-winded promos. Well, I think sometimes if you're too silent, you come off as dumb. I, I don't see opinion, that. In I, my I opinion. See, I see you – if you don't cut as many promos, I could see you being looked at as intimidating. Especially if you have your actions speak louder than – I mean, actions speak louder than words. So – but this is definitely not the right way to do it. If if Randy Orton was around, I would say book Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton in a feud. Um, or even Roman – I mean they keep on swirling around the rumors about Roman Reigns in the main event scene versus Brock Lesnar at some point in the near future. That would be fine with me. Except the promos would be awful. But that's the thing. I <laughs> There would have to be minimal promos. Um, all right. I guess we can continue with it. Also, bonus question for Dave. With Gotham being back, I am sure you're as excited as I am. But how do you feel about the Catwoman girl character so far? She intrigues me, but I feel like she is being randomly forced into the story with little reason or explanation very often. Do you agree? Thanks again, guys, but it's 2 a.m. and I've got an IPA in my hand right now. And the new moves pack to for WW2K15 to apply to my wrestler. So this mark is signing off. Um, Ew, I just did that to the tune of uh, the "We'll Be Right Back" on marking out. Uh, Gotham, I'm still a big fan of. I was disappointed that we have to wait a, a week or two for the ne- newest episode after that's having how, that return. That's, that's how I feel about Marvel Agents of Shield. I never got – all right, let me finish this one and we'll talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. a little bit. Um, but with the Catwoman, I, I like it. I like her character a lot. I like how she's 
very playful, especially with uh, with Bruce. Um, I like how she's Bruce. around the same age as Bruce. What? Should I, should I do that every single time you say Bruce? What? I said Bruce. Why? Like, you know, they say that with people named Bruce and more uh, more famously Bruce Springsteen. Eh. Um, I don't think that she's really forced into the story at all. I feel like she just finds her because she really is a key person in this entire storyline. No matter which way you look at it, she's a key player because she saw the murders of Hey, no of spoilers. Bruce Wayne's parents. If you don't know that Bruce Wayne's parents were killed, then you shouldn't be watching. That Catwoman saw her parent, his parents die? No, that his parents are dead. No, that you just said she saw the, them. Yes. Um, but I'm okay with it. I like – the person that I'm very intrigued with is Poison Ivy. I love her character. She's very manipulative, especially with that phone call that she received um, from Gordon's uh, ex or fiancé or whatever. But I'm intrigued, intrigued to see where that goes. I'm intrigued to see where Arkham plays into this a little bit more. Uh, who that guy is. They keep on saying that he's – what is it? Um, um, Yo, what is that noise you make? I forgot who who was uh, strange, I think. But I'm very – I'm curious to see who – especially now they have a female ward at Arkham. Which they made reference to. Um, I want to get a glimpse of what's in the female ward because that's probably around the time we're going to start seeing or hearing about Harley Quinn oh, before son of a bitch. I was gonna say Harley that. Quinn. Yeah, we're going to probably start like back when she was a psychologist. We'll start hearing about her. So what was, she but, a, was she a psychologist that went crazy or? Yeah, yeah. She sympathized with the Joker when she was a psychologist uh, in Arkham Asylum. But definitely cool show. I, I like it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, with The Shield, I couldn't – I kind of fell off that a lot. Why? You still watch it? Yeah, I still watch and I'm waiting for it to return. They, they're airing I, – I said I was going to watch the – they're airing the uh, Marvel – Agent Carter? Yeah, Agent Carter. I, which, yeah, it's good. Which I said I was going to watch and I just haven't gotten around to it. Mm -hmm. That's but, actually worth – I mean, who knows? Because I watched like the first few episodes of The Shield and then I fell off. Maybe because I wasn't too familiar with the characters they were using. Well, they were new characters. Yeah, I think that may have been... And Agent why. Coulson and the other people that are a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. But I, I figured... Like, I, I wanted to watch it because the superhero movies just drew me in and I gave this a shot. And from episode one, I was like, fuck, this is really good. Have and they... I'm sorry, keep it going. No, and I was it's just something that I enjoy watching and Have they had any other characters uh, like uh known characters in yet? Fury's been on it. Uh-huh. But Anybody else like from the Avengers or anything? No or Avengers. No? I mean they mentioned the Avengers here and there. Uh-huh. And some of the stuff, but it's Not it's right. cool cuz it, it it coincides with the, the Avengers movies. and everything. Yeah, so yeah, Agent Carter. I definitely suggest watching. Is that uh, that set in the what is it the forties? Uh, yeah, forties. It takes place. It's Captain Cap America. Yeah, in Captain America, where he his plane goes down and everything, and Agent Carter's talking him through it, and then that's the start, and then that's like where the adventure movie, I think, the second one or the first one takes off, where he wakes up in the future or something. 
Yeah. Um, this continues right from that place, from that moment with Agent Carter in, uh, I think she, she's with the S.H.I.E.L.D. No, with the FBI or whatever. Right? Well, I don't know. Wasn't um, it? I thought it was S.H.I.E.L.D., but maybe not. I don't know if it's S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe it is, but she's she's working for the agency and goes off into like her side projects, and it relates her with uh, with um, who is it? Howard Hughes, was that it? Stark, Howard Stark. Yeah, um, I guess that's Tony's father. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting and cool to check out. I highly uh, suggest it. <laughs> Um, next one is from Steve, a.k.a. Disgruntled Dork. Well, he goes on uh, to say. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. You can take it away, though. All right. Oh, it's me again. Just had to mention, if you brought back the T-shirts, I would definitely buy one. I remember you guys mentioning it a while back and forgot to say anything. Uh, thank you very much. If you have any ideas at all that of a shirt that you would be interested in, let us know. Um, we have a few swirling around right now, but why, why swirling around? Who says that? I don't know. That brings me back to your elementary school days. Swir why would that be? Didn't you have? Didn't you get swirlied every day? Never, never. Uh, if someone did try that, they would end up with a broken nose. That's for damn sure. Well, now I know. The next time I see you, I'm going to try it. <laughs> I would never hurt my relative. Oh, so um, then you'll take the swirly. Good, good for you. <laughs> Um, thank you very much to everyone that left a comment or a question. Uh, it's much appreciated. Hey, but where are you guys from? <laughs> I want to know where people are from, so. Oh, I, I'm, okay. So, Here. yeah. <laughs> so you can leave comments. <laughs> that was like so creeptastic. You hey, where are you guys from? <laughs> yeah, Brandon wants to find you. I don't want to find you. I want to be in your skin. I want to be in your skin. No, I yeah. just want to know who's listening where. Because, I mean, obviously the guy from North Korea is not going to tell us that he's listening. But Why wouldn't he? I just assume that he wouldn't. Why are you bashing North Korea? I'm not uh, bashing North Korea. Yeah. I mean, we love everyone. Right? I guess. I'm not going to say I love North Korea. I don't agree with tons of the shit that they do. I've never been to North Korea. Well, I'm sure that there's good people that come out of there. Yeah, I'm sure there's good or eight people right. in, in North Korea. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to uh, – where do you want to start off? Sports entertainment or you want to end with that? We could start with SmackDown. All right, so because of the change of SmackDown, how it got moved to Thursday nights, we are now going to be covering the most recent episodes of SmackDown. Maybe. Uh, I guess the day after it airs. Maybe. No, that, that we are. No, maybe. Why maybe? I don't know. Sometimes, you know, maybe. No, we, that's how it's going to be. So uh, so this way you guys get the information a lot sooner than waiting the week and it already being old news. Well, it's just a maybe so. though. All right. Well, on my front, yes, you will be getting that. And on my back, you might not be getting that. All right, SmackDown. This is from the old one. Uh, let's start off with the middles. You had the Ascension taking on two jobbers. Why, why are you starting there? Why not? Because that's not where it starts. Towards the middle. Seth Rollins opening up SmackDown. Oh, I thought that was after the Ascension match. No. How could uh, Seth Rollins open up SmackDown? Yeah, well, you told me before it was between the session and Fox. No. Yeah. And he right. still, Continue. there's still. Continue. 
Yeah, so Seth Rollins opened up SmackDown and wanted the bell rung 30 times in memory of Eric Rowan, Ryback, and Dolph Ziggler. Roman Reigns cut him off, and uh, he ended up hitting J&J Security and Seth Rollins. Uh, that's when Kane and Big Show came out, and Kane set up the main event, which I think this whole segment was like lackluster, but it was exciting, but yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. It was it was, I don't know. It was a good way to open SmackDown though. Uh, SmackDown though. Yeah, and I, I think SmackDown's been consistent with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, now can I go with the Ascension? No, after that is Alicia Fox defeating Naomi. Are you sure? Yep. I think the Ascension was before Fox. Nope. You positive? Yep. All right, we'll go with what Brandon says. Well, when was? Where did I have? It does. It doesn't matter. Just go with it. Yeah, so Alicia Fox defeated Naomi. Uh, I thought some parts were good, but uh, I guess what I had the biggest problem with was the ending. I thought... The what? Roll- I thought that roll-up looked kind of sloppy. I thought that the match was actually really well done. I thought Naomi and Alicia Fox put on a good match, a good entertaining match. And I was a big fan of that. the ending. I liked, I liked how Naomi had a mean streak in her against Fox, especially with everything building up. Um, I liked how Fox got that pin right at the end with using the rope uh, for a little bit of assistance and leverage to get that pin. I'm fine um, with Alicia Fox putting her feet on the second rope, but I just thought that roll-up was sloppy. I thought it was fine. And the Ascension it's, might have been before this, but... It was. Um, but also what's kind of funny with this, it's tough to tell if they're really that bad. Just because how WWE t- tells people to water it down. Like I how mean, Alicia Fox shouldn't have put her feet on the second rope and it should have been the first rope? or Why? What are you talking about of that? Like why? Are you serious? What? Well, what are you talking with about? With your comment. With what comment? My with voice. like with the roll-up, how it look, may have looked sloppy to you. Yes, I think it looked – I would think it looked sloppy. Okay, but what are you talking about with the first and not the second? I think she should have had her feet on the first rope, not her sec, not the second rope. Why? I just that's my opinion. But it gives you more leverage to get on the second. Yeah, but then it looks like if you, then it looks more like you're cheating. Yeah, it, it was it, supposed it, to. It makes the ref look more stupid because. But that's how it's always been. I don't know. The ref is a nobody when it comes to the actual. I mean, yes, they haven't know. played. It when it comes to a storyline at the time, the, the ref is just a, a pawn. It's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Nah, it's wrong. Um, all right, so now we'll go to the match before. Uh, Ascension defeated a bunch of jobbers. The reason it's in the middle for me is just because they are going more strong uh, strong with their punches and everything. But it's still – it's lackluster. It's rep- – I mean – Yes, it's going to be repetitive. We always this is what we get when that's people make their debuts against that, jobbers. It's repetitive. That's why it was in my bets. They cut the same exact promo, and that's a shitty promo. But this is how it's always been with people making their debut in this sort of a fashion. Brodus Clay was no different. Clay wasn't uh, cutting promos, and if he was, he wasn't cutting the same exact ones. When he first came in, it was the, Ryback. It was the same thing. When they first came in, it was the same exact thing. It's with, you need repetition for these promos, though, or people will not I, un, will not remember them. I don't think so. I all right. Uh, even even it. it makes it even more dumb because the first match that they had on WWE television, which everybody I guess now is supposed to forget about. I, so. It was poorly booked. Their entire. 
It was poorly booked. They should have started with jobbers and not even been at the Miz and Mizdow yet. But um, Big E took on Adam Rose. Uh, Adam Rose was uh, at ringside with Cesaro and Kid. Uh, Big E picked up the victory. I thought this was a good match. It was fun, entertaining. Uh, entertaining. Yeah, there was nothing, nothing specific that I liked, but uh, I didn't dislike anything. Yeah, it was a good match from both wrestlers. I like the, I guess, the unity between Cesaro, Kid, and now Adam Rose. Yeah, I like, I like how they. I don't know. It seems like they may be putting the three of them together, and I'm, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, I'm a fan. Um, you had the Usos defeating Miz and Mizdow, Gold Star, um, to in triple threat action to retain the championships. Yep, to retain. Perfect, perfect. Triple threat tag team match. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about it, but I thought that it was genius, especially at the end of the event, end of the match, where the Usos were trying to convince Miz Dow to tag them in uh, when he was all groggy and everything, and then they get the tag and pick up the victory. So it could also lead to a little bit of heat between the Miz and Miz Dow with why did Miz Dow tag the Usos when it's a triple threat match. Which it'll be interesting to see where Sandow is in the Raw Rumble. Like will he and Miz be in at the same time and have some sort of a limit, eliminatory spot where Miz goes and Miz Dow sends himself through the second rope or I, I can himself see, over the top rope? I can see him eliminating himself. Um, I honestly, with that, do we want to talk about the lotto or no? What because that we'll talk about it later, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, How on Tuesday they're announcing it. I mean, that's what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not paying attention to it. I'm not looking at the what the lotto results are either. And I think a lot of fans, if you want to enjoy the Royal Rumble, don't look at it. Um, I think it spoils the entire Royal Rumble. It spoils the when you have two heels in the ring versus a face. It spoils that thought that is it going to be a heel coming out to beat down this face again or is it going to be someone that could help him out? If, is it going to be his tag team partner or the person that he's feuding with? It takes all of that out of it. And it, it's I'm avoiding it. I hate that. Well, I'm, um, not, I'm not saying that I'm avoiding it, but I'm just not going to watch it. I'm avoiding it completely. I don't want to know the order of the Royal Rumble. I think that is dumb as shit. Well, someone's going to come in at one. Then someone's going to come in at two. Yeah. So, um, Sin Cara defeated Bad News Barrett in what was a good match. I figured this was going to be some sort of squash match. I but. think you're not alone. Every a lot of majority of people thought that way, but in my opinion, it came off as uh, kind of like a Razor Ramon one two three kid moment or whatever moment you. I don't remember. see it like that though. Uh, that's how I see it. I see it as an underdog picking up a victory over a champion. Uh, um, well. After Wade Barrett hit the winds of change, that's when I thought it was going to end. But Sin Cara ended up hitting that senton bomb to win. Yeah, the one thing I dislike about the match is that, and not the match itself, but Sin Cara doesn't wear the Lucha Dragons t-shirt. Uh, uh, especially because, like, if they're the tag team champions in NXT and you have all of these uh, NXT wrestlers coming up. It's, it's all and, you got to say is Paige. She what about was, she was billed as the NXT Divas Champion or Women's Champion when she was on the TV to win that Divas Championship. So, so if she's going to be that, why can't other people be that? Yeah, especially if it's the T-shirt is his product too. 
Which he has he has worn it. it. He has worn it on WWE TV before. I don't get why he couldn't wear it during this match. But uh, afterwards, uh, he, Bad News Barrett attacked him. And uh, I guess the only other thing that I didn't like from this outcome, aside from what you had said already, was JBL saying Sin Cara was a huge star in Mexico before coming to WWE, I think he said. Why are you against that? Because that's he wasn't a huge star in Mexico. Sin Cara wasn't, wasn't a huge star? He wasn't, he wasn't Mystico. But WWE fans don't know that. I mean, granted... You're still going to bill him as a... As a star from Mexico. I, that's, nah, I don't like that. I'm A-okay with it. Put over your wrestlers no matter what. Uh, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns defeated Seth Rollins in Big Show. Another good tag team action, the Shield reuniting. Well, yeah, they thought it was going to be a handicap match for, uh, for Roman Reigns to take on Seth Rollins in Big Show because who could he find as a partner? And at the last second, Ambrose's music hit and he came out. And uh, they attacked Big Show and Seth Rollins before the bell rang. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a good match. Not really much else to say about it. It was, it was well done. I like uh, when J&J tried to get involved. Roman Reigns hit both of them at the same exact time with the Superman punch. Mm-hmm. Like, just boom, straight through. And uh, Dean Ambrose took the Big Show, Kane, and J&J security out with the top rope elbow drop to the outside. And... Rings. And he was still still selling. Uh, actually, no, he didn't have the he didn't have his leg injury. And Reigns hit, Reigns hit the spear to win. So, yeah. All right, let's speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Let's uh, kick off Monday Night Raw with the bads. Uh, Big Show was cutting a shitty promo about competition, which it was one of the most absolutely. Absolutely most confusing things that I've ever heard. And it went on for so long before he finally got to the reason for cutting that promo, which that being Roman Reigns, I didn't understand why there had to be that much before that promo just to get to Roman Reigns. And uh, Reigns came out and Big Show just walked off. And uh, JBL said this was going to be a good thing, but I have no clue why Big Show versus Roman Reigns would be a good thing. We've said it multiple times on the podcast. Dave, I know you don't want to see Roman Reigns versus Big Show anymore. I certainly don't. No, and, every, everyone agrees with it. We spoke about it already, though. So Roman Reigns cut that promo afterwards, which, again, wasn't good. And I don't know what could you do with Roman Reigns. Who knows? After that, we have the, the whole Dean Ambrose backstage stuff where he had to see a shrink because he checked himself out of the hospital, I guess. Uh, after losing that ambulance match. Overall, I think the segments were not completely funny, but somewhat funny. But what shit to have to to do that? It makes no sense. And then to have the last one, he's consulting the, the shrink. It's just the dumbest thing. It's comedy for the kids. Outside of this, I didn't watch any of these promos because I do not give a shit for any of these promos that they're cutting. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this podcast right now that agrees that they did not watch the promos either. This is complete horse shit. Uh, Do not watch it. Another thing that I didn't like from Raw, I don't know if you liked it or not, Booker T's commentary? I was fine with it, but I would rather understand the person doing commentary. I There were so many times where I was just like, what is he saying? 
He should stick to whatever. What is it? Uh, Shucky ducky quack quack. No, no, his promotion. <laughs> oh, R O W. Yeah, he should stick to that, and that's it. Time for to get get Booker T out of there. He was a poor poor idea to pr- put him in that position. Like, Booker T is fine for the pre-show stuff. And he was fine for, like, one or two hours of wrestling. But then as it starts adding up, it's like, I don't get it. Like, why Why did he stop doing commentary for SmackDown when he did? There's a reason why you took him off television, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not. Honestly, I barely, I, I tune out the commentary because I do not care for them. And then uh, I think another bad from Raw that just for the fact that they announced Raw reunion next week. What is it a reunion of? I have no idea. It's Hulk Hogan, HBK, Flair, and Scott Hall. I don't know what kind of reunion that is. I know there's a Click reunion there. There's an NWO reunion there. Yeah, I would say NWO if anything. There's uh, half of a, I mean, three fourths of a WCW reunion there. I mean, it's not it's not click. I, I'd say NWO because it's the only one that involves all of them. Flair's not in the NWO. Oh yeah, that's true. That's why that's the most confused. Like, how could you call it Raw reunion when you have them? It's Apparently, not a, it's somebody stupid. somebody said that Kevin Nash was going to be there and not I think Ric Flair, and it was going to be an NWO reunion. But then, then, that then whole thing announced with, it as an NWO reunion. Well, no, but then that whole thing happened with Kevin Nash, so they got rid of Nash. To, I guess, get Flair, maybe? I have no fucking clue. I don't know why you would get rid of Nash. Well, because of that whole dispute that happened on Christmas or, or New Year's or wherever it was. It's, and the charges are dropped, and it was just between him and his family, which should be left between him and his family. Well, it's still... I mean, you still, still, don't don't have, have, you still don't want to take a risk. Ah, it's stupid. Take the risk. Uh, let's get on to the middles. Yeah, or, John or, Cena. Are not done with John him. Cena opened up Monday Night Raw there. And uh, he spoke about how the authority doesn't listen to the crowd and had no right to fire Ryback, Eric Rowan, and Dolph Ziggler. And uh, John Cena said that he's going to win at the Royal Rumble and he's going to go home and wait until the authority gives Dolph Ziggler, Ryback, and Eric Rowan their jobs back. So my problem with that is that's what Brock Lesnar is doing now. So what's the impact of John Cena staying off television to hijack the championship until those three get the title, uh, get their jobs back, right? How do you hijack the championship if you don't hold it? Well, John Cena said he's going to win the championship. Oh, and what's the what is that going to make a difference? As it's as if Lesnar's on Monday Night Raw on a right. weekly basis with the championship, anyways. Right, Brock Lesnar's doing the exact same thing, except he's not looking to get their job back. The yeah. championship is not featured weekly on the show, so that's my problem there. Only I, good that could the only good things that could happen with this is Brock Lesnar wins or Rollins wins. I just think this was uh like a poorly written jab at CM Punk somewhat. I don't know. Because CM Punk took the title and left. I don't, I don't see it really as a jab at him. I, that's what I thought. I thought it was a poorly written jab. Like a very yeah. poorly, like they should have thought of, of a way better way to do that. But the authority ended up coming out. Uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. They made a match, a lumberjack match between John Cena and Seth Rollins. Where if John Cena won... They'll get the their jobs back, 
And all the Lumberjacks were heels, except for Justin Gabriel randomly being out there. Gabriel's a heel. But he is not. He just faced Rusev, and he was a face. I don't know. I, I, I see him as a heel. I don't think so. But uh, one of them out there was Curtis Axel for the Lumberjacks, which I know we said before, if he's down in NXT trying to become something big, he shouldn't be used in this fashion on the main roster. But everything is pre-taped with NXT, correct? But even still, they're still like they, yeah, no, they still shouldn't be using him on television if you're going to be having him uh, on Raw on as such a prominent character with NXT. Right. I mean, he just had a match against Sami Zayn the other week. Exactly. There's no point for it. Uh, after that, we had Paul Heyman's promo, which I think there's only so many times you could hear Paul Heyman say Brock beat. Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania. Yep, this is another promo that I don't listen to or I skip over. Paul Heyman used to have the hottest promos in the land, and now it's just repetitiveness, and I don't care for it. It's the same thing with CM Punk when CM Punk was doing his amazing promos. You're right. I mean, I get so fed up and tired of how many times could you listen? Yeah, we get it. It's a good promo. Okay, okay, it's a good promo. What do you want? What else do you want me to say? I don't care anymore. You're giving me maybe even a little bit different every on a week to week basis, but I still don't care. I don't want to tune into Raw to hear a promo. I want to tune into Raw to see uh, pro wrestling, which is not sports entertainment. So fuck me on that one. I'm done. Speaking of repetitiveness, uh, we had the Ascension defeating two jobbers again after cutting the same exact promo. And I think Lance Storm said it best by tweeting out something along the lines saying something like, instead of focusing on the Road Warriors and everyone else, shouldn't the Ascension be focusing on the Tag Team Championships or the Usos? Yeah, because they did defeat the uh, the former champions a few days ago. Like, as soon uh, as they lost the championships, they fucking beat them. And now they're just wrestling jobbers. Yeah, they should have went. They should have pulled the trigger on them moving up really quickly, and they didn't. I think they should have waited if they wanted to have this whole Miz, Miz Dow, Usos thing with Naomi and now Alicia Fox. They should have waited for the Ascension to come up again, which again is stupid that they waited this long. But uh, if I think the the most impactful thing that someone could do is go after the championship, being that you want to build up that their dominant tag team. Then you go after the main thing. You go after the championships. Nah, stupid. Um, you also had in the middles the main event. Uh, Rusev defeating Dean Ambrose by ref stoppage. Very, very bizarre victory. Yeah, I was not expecting that ref stoppage. I mean, if anything, I don't think the ref sold it enough. The, yeah, the ref stoppage. I don't think so at all. It was I, like the quickest, like it, it almost looked as if it was the Montreal screw drop there. Yeah, it wasn't like the referee examined him and spoke to him for a little bit. It was just like he saw him limping and was just like, all right, that's it. Yeah, like Ambrose is saying, no, no, I'm good. And the ref is like, oh, you, well, no, no, ring the bell, ring the bell. It's done. He's out. I mean, even if he says he's good, if it's a ref stoppage, it's a ref stoppage. Um, I mean, but, Rusev, Rusev was attacking Dean Ambrose's leg in the tree of woe position, but 
I, the, the ref helped Dean out of it, and Dean couldn't stand up, even though he was working his way up, and he was still working his way up while the ref, like, yeah, your knee goes out or your leg goes out once. You get up again. You could get up. It just didn't make any sense to me. Well, it's been going out. It wasn't just once, though. It was the entire match that his left leg has been right. uh, injured. But, but after Dean Ambrose goes down from that first, like the ref, or can you continue? He goes down. If he's trying to get up again, then you look at, look and wait wait for him to get up. No, but if he can't, it's a ref stoppage. I'm fine with the ref stoppage being the finish. I'm just not fine with the selling of the of the referee. And mm-hmm. again, Rusev. That's another. I guess maybe they're listening to our show that it wasn't a DQ, wasn't a countout. It was a different way of winning without pinning. Sure. You know what? Next week, give him a TKO victory. Let him shoot. Let him hit two or three super kicks to someone and knock him. Uh, yeah, super kick sidekicks and knock them out. Yeah, but that's tough because who do you put there? Fandango. Why not? Put whoever you want there. Our truth. Put our truth in that position. Have him take the the hit T- and TKO victory. Switches it up. Uh, after that, we had the Royal Rumble contract signing between John Cena, Brock Lesnar, and Seth Rollins. Uh, I guess, again, I was bored with Paul Heyman. And I stand firmly behind my previous statements on past episodes that nobody should be involved in three or four segments in one night. Unless it's someone like Tyson Kidd or a Lumberjack in that opening match. I see nah. no point. I, I mean, I, I see the point, but it shouldn't be. It should only be in the beginning, the opening, and it should be at, at the very end. Right. It should be two That's two it. segments tops. Yeah. There's no reason to have opening Paul Hayes. Just it's just because Middle, you have uh, three hours doesn't mean you should have that person out there three to four times. Exactly. And this this I mean the the end of the segment was good. They all brawled and Cena put Brock through the table. With the attitude adjustment, Seth Rollins hit a curb stomp on John Cena. Then he hit a curb stomp on Brock Lesnar. That's what we spoke about earlier as to why Seth Rollins didn't even tease cash, cashing in. This should have been a tease big time. Even if it's if he wasn't – if you're willing to – yeah, he's in that like little uh, agreement with Paul Heyman and whatever and they shook hands. But even if you're going to hit the curb stomp on Brock Lesnar, he should have teased that cash in. Even if you didn't, just tease it. And then just roll out of the ring and walk away. Get the crowd to pumped up that he's about to cash in. And then just pull the rug out and say, have Rollins say pretty much F you to the entire audience and everyone watching. Right. I'm not going to cash in right now just because you want me to. Just because I hit my finisher doesn't mean I have to cash in now and just walk away. And That's how it should have been. And you got to remember this is now the second time I believe that Seth Rollins has hit the curb stomp on Brock Lesnar. Yep. And Brock, and Brock just that, – that, that, that's, again, something that makes no sense. Like, Brock took the curb stomp and then just laid there. Like, he was out. Yeah. I mean, well, he, was, he was moving around but, a little bit, but – But you're sell, you're, you have to sell the finisher. But, but it's kind of interesting that the champion himself hasn't gotten the upper, the upper hand on Seth Rollins yet. Right. And being Brock Lesnar, it's weird that that's going on. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe he gets it. Maybe he gets it. I mean, can't, no, I, I don't, again, I, don't can't, mean, I don't mean personal-wise. I mean, like, storyline-wise. Because he's, like, this beast. Yeah, but I, I could... Under, I mean, 
but then this goes back to the thing how this is the same guy that will t- get two a- two AAs and kick out on a second or third. Which is what I'm saying is that so, I mean, he, yeah, had, no, he I, had the AA and then the curb stomp. But then you could attribute just, it to be the an adrenaline rush that he could have just because it's a match setting. I mean... Is adrenal, adren, adrenaline. adrenalic? Is adrenal, adrenalic a word or no? No. Adren, adrenalic? That'd be awesome if it was. Adrenaline. Like an adrenalic push? No, adrenaline. I'm going to look that up later and see. And have if it's fun. not, I'm going to add it to Urban Dictionary. You should. Uh, moving on to the goods, we had Seth Rollins defeating John Cena in that Lumberjack match. Uh, I thought it was an exciting match back and forth. Yeah, big involvement with the big show, pretty much giving Rollins the victory following KO punch to Cena. Yeah, I mean, John Cena almost hit that attitude adjustment, and that's when J&J security ripped him out of the ring, and all the Lumberjacks beat up Cena. Then uh, Cena had Rollins in the STF, and Kane dragged Rollins to the ropes to break it up. And then, like you had said, big show, boom, Cena's out in one, two, three. I like that there were were no faces around ringside and no one coming out. It kind of puts a little bit more towards the authority that no one wants to stand up with. That goes back to that Survivor Series stuff where no one wants to stand up against the authority. Because if you stand up against them, you'll get fired. Or But that's not even it because who else would come out? The only other people that would come out are other people who already do step up. It could Usos could have came out. Uh, I mean, it could have been anybody in a feud with anybody at that ringside could have came out to help out. Yeah. I, I mean, it could have been a group of six, seven faces. I mean, it didn't have to be just one person. Yeah. It would have been weird if it was just one person. I mean, that's – I feel like that's what WWE does though. Nah. Like Reigns would come out and step up and, and – Yeah, then, like maybe if, Rain, if Reigns came out then – but Reigns summoned like – Got together like seven other faces to come out with him. I don't think like the roster's big enough to do that. Nah. Um, you also had the New Day um, defeating Masters of the Universe. New Day was Woods and Kofi. Yeah, Adam Rose was ringside cheering on Masters of the Universe. With Natalia. Yes, yes. Um, very good match. Once again, Masters of the Universe uh, and New Day. They're putting on great... Tag team matches and six-way tag team matches. Yeah, and it's it's matches like this as to why I tune into Raw. Yeah, this is a side feud that I'm, I want to see play out. It's the younger, more exciting, and I guess less used talent that makes Raw more enjoyable. And yes, our true, uh, what is it, uh, Big E is entertaining in this feud. I think he, this, is a good, uh, this is a good match for Big E. Big time. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated Luke Harper in... What was my favorite match? Um, I love the two of them in the ring together. They are both two hard-hitting wrestlers, and it, they work very well together. Yeah, uh, Big Show tried to distract Roman Reigns during the match, but he couldn't hold his attention. Uh, I know he also tried to get involved, and Reigns kicked Big Show. But this match, again, is another one of those matches to tune into Raw for. Yeah. They're not sure. not every match is is gonna be like oh why is this happening, and most of the times I feel like the matches are good, but it's the storyline around it that's just not good. Yeah. And afterwards, after the match, Big Show attacked Roman Reigns, and that's 
Yeah, that's that. We had uh, Alicia Fox defeating Naomi. Uh, Naomi had to have one of her arms tied behind the, her back, which I think just proves that Naomi is miles above a bunch of the current day divas. I, I thought that this match was really it was really slow, but it was really good for what it was. Just because it if you had it's very it has to be very tough to put on a match with one arm t- tied behind your back. Yeah, and I the think- one thing that the one thing that I really was. Um, was noticing was that it's very tough for Naomi to, to sell. Oh, to sell. Yeah, because you have one arm tied behind your back. You, it's very tough to sell uh, getting hit on the right side or whatever side it is. It's just very difficult to sell and make it look legitimate and good. Yeah, and I think that it, the match was slower because the arm. You had to think out every move as opposed to being able like, oh, I could just get up with my left arm right now. Mm-hmm. I can't. I have to think of another way to get up or another way to, to sell a move or to take a move because I don't have my arm. Yeah, but definitely still very good. Yeah. Oh, just to backtrack, apparently WWE reinstates uh, Kevin Nash's Legends contract. So I, I, What does that even mean? What does that mean that he, they, they took his contract away? Yeah, they they terminated or they put it on hold while he was with this entire domestic charges so but now that i guess there, it's there will be sorry huh? go, go ahead no now that it's dismissed there is it's possible that nash is going to appear on raw now yeah so they had the i guess more guests will show up to raw reunion maybe yeah i still don't why i don't understand what's rick flair Grant, Grant charlotte did, what the fuck is she? Who is she? I have she? no clue. But granted that Shawn Michaels wasn't in the NWO at the same time as Hogan, but still, they were all in the NWO. Yeah. Um, you also had The Miz defeating Jey Uso. It was a fun match. There was a tug-of-war spot between uh, Damian Sandow and Miz in a heel fashion using that to pick up the win with the skull-crushing finale. I would absolutely love to watch just the footage of Sandow during these matches. Yeah, they should have a camera just on him. I mean, I think they do because when they had the camera cuts to him, but I think like if WWE wanted to do like a second screen experience or something or put it up on the WWE.com, I would love to see the second angle of just Sandow. Yeah, no, I, I missed that. Yeah, because that's he's some of the most entertaining parts of Raw. Mm-hmm. After that, we had Daniel Bryan cutting a promo, and Stephen McMahon came out and spoke about how Daniel Bryan has to basically start over. Uh, then she made him versus Kane for SmackDown, which, whatever, I guess, real original there, but it makes sense. Uh, being that Kane was the one that, quote unquote, took Daniel Bryan out. And uh, Kane actually came out, and they brawled, and Brian had the upper hand. So it makes sense because I mean it's the big return to Thursday nights, and you want something big. Who bigger than Daniel Bryan returning to, act, to action on? Yeah. And uh, after that, we had Seth Rollins backstage with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Uh, Rollins was talking, I believe, to J and J security, and Paul Heyman and Lesnar showed up. Uh, Rollins said that he's the future. And he had a, such a strong lock on Lesnar and didn't flinch at all, didn't even move. And uh, 
Lesnar goes, the future starts when I say it starts. And I like that he said that, even though I don't believe it, because I don't believe it's Brock Lesnar who's got to say, that's when the future is. Yeah, but he's still saying that he's pretty much the trend that uh, the trendsetter for that. Right. Even though we know it's John Cena who says, "No, he's not. He's not gonna be the future. I'm still the future." No, I don't think he says that. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I. Yeah, maybe. I don't I think don't he think actually so. says it. But people have to step up to John Cena's level. That's all it is. I don't agree with that at all. All right, uh, Brie versus Paige. Brie picked up the victory. Um, thanks to the distraction of Tyson Kidd, who is alongside Natalia in Paige's corner. Um, it was a good back and forth match, and then Tyson Kidd got in the ring, well, tried to get in the ring, distracting Paige, and Paige I don't got think, rolled up for the victory. I don't think he tried to get into the ring, though. From my interpretation, I think it was him getting up on the rope to check on Bree. He may have well. He which did I, I don't try think to step through. He did try to step through, I believe. Which I I, I don't think he tried to step. I don't know if. Well, he, he put like he put his stuck his head through the ropes. Yeah, which I don't I don't know what's going on here, but I all I think is that maybe this is kind of leading towards Tyson Kidd being uh, with the one of the Bella twins. I mean, ju just because they're alongside each other doesn't mean that he has to be dating one of them. He could be a sympathizer or something like that. And they could just be good friends. And then leading to Natalia and Kid kind of separating on uh on Total on, Divas and then they have exactly. another wedding. <laughs> I mean, if you remember with the Natalia and Paige on the most recent episode or two ago, Paige had that um that prank uh that rib on Natalia. And then Natalia had that kind of, was heated over Paige. So maybe this is going to lead it lead off of that a little bit because we don't know what was already recorded for Total Divas. I don't know. We, I, were, we were wrong with Eva Marie. It wasn't surgery. No, it was. No, it wasn't. She well, was, it is. What are you talking about? She was going in there. Oh, they... But didn't they just show her getting the... They were showing her getting her looked at. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think she actually had the surgery yet. Oh, but... Well, maybe she does have it at some point where she does get... Because doesn't she still have to get the cyst removed, I think? I don't know if you have to get it removed. I think it was – she needed Did she something – No, didn't she need something repaired? She needed like a – Oh, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. Fallo the fallopian tubes, they had to seal off uh, – there was something with the fallopian tubes. It was kind of interesting, kind of cool. I thought that was cool that they actually showed the fallopian tubes and everything like uh, that. I can't believe they showed her vagina on television like that. They didn't show her vajayjay. Or inside of it. Fallopian tubes are inside there somewhere. Yeah, it's pretty deep inside of there. I mean, it's ah, your it's your body. I dope. think I think it's I think it's great television, and especially because it's uh, I would think a lot of the fan bases for Total Divas is female, um, and I think that it's rel I think that it's a relevant topic. So yeah, I think so. it's cool. Um, but what did you think of Brie versus Paige? Were you a fan or not really? No, I liked it, and I think both parties deliver. Yeah, um, this is a, we spoke about the Masters of Universe. This is another feud that I'm I'm kind of looking forward to. Paige, Natalia, Kid, and the Bella Twins, like what their entire involvement is. I would t tune in to watch that. And this is where one of those things that I'm saying where Tyson Kidd could be a lumberjack. I don't know if he was. I, I know I think Cesaro was, but 
I, I think he may have been out there. I'm but even sure. if he wasn't, Tyson Kidd could be a lumberjack. Tyson Kidd could be involved in a tag team match. And Tyson Kidd could be out there managing oh. somebody. Okay, yeah. No, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, especially because he's more because he's not like it's not it's the not center in your of him. face. It's he's, not in your face he, role because he's not the main focus. Even if he might be the main focus. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I mean, because he's going to be out there with Natalia, and I think it's great what they're doing with Kid, and it's very entertaining. Yeah. Um. So that's all the goods, right? Yeah. All right. Want to move on to now? We're going to do this. Uh, we'll talk about SmackDown from this week. Yeah, we have no middles. No middles. And we have no bads. No bads. And we have a new day. And new day? And we have only goods. Only goods. SmackDown up and up. Daniel Bryan cutting a promo. Uh, he brought up how him and Kane used to be Team Hell No and their past. And he said that he became a. I think he said he became a traitor the moment he traded his mask for in for a suit. But uh, Kane ended up coming out, and Daniel Bryan picked up that victory between him and Kane via disqualification. Yeah, I was a fan of this too. They had a good ma- a good match, and then he locked in the yes lock. J and J security got involved, and then um, he got out of the ring following the match. It was a DQ victory. And the authority kind of intimidated in an intimidating fashion started kind of uh, following Daniel Bryan up the ramp. Well, even before that, though, I think it was Daniel Bryan, like, he overpowered the authority in a big way. He, he oh, yeah, he, out, he, out, he outthought them. He not, well, he, not even that, though. Before that, he knocked down J&J Security, he hit Big Show, and, yeah, he, but, and he escaped. And, yeah, Rollins couldn't even get a get a hold of him. Rollins right. went after him, but he was already out of the ring. Yeah, Daniel um, Bryan, like you said, yeah, uh, got backed up. Do we save the Shield, formerly known as the Shield? I, you, Some yeah, of them? You could say Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, I guess. Yeah, well, uh, you would have I don't, to say I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I guess they're not, they're not really the Shield now. No, well, formerly known as. FKA. Uh-huh. But, uh, uh, Triple Ambrose H, and Reigns. Yeah, and Triple H made that main event match between uh, the three of them versus Kane, Big Show, and Seth Rollins. Which is, a, I think, a great idea for the, for that to happen. Um, then you had the Usos and Naomi taking on Alicia Fox, Miz, and Miz Dow. Uh, another fun match. This is another storyline that I'm behind. I'm behind this entire Usos, Miz, and Miz Dow kind of a deal. And with uh, Naomi's involvement with Alicia Fox. And I would like to see more matches like this. Of course, the Usos and Naomi lost, but... Uh, well, before you get to that, what did you think about the fact that Alicia Fox kind of got a little bit physical? How she broke up a pin. Yeah. Where she, like, tagged uh, one of the guys. I think she broke up a pin. Um, I don't recall then, that, but I like... Yeah, she she broke up the, uh, the pin, and then uh, one of the... What is it? Alicia Fox broke up one of the pins of the Usos, and then they launched Naomi over their head. Well, oh. one of them launched her up and then into like a Luthez press. Right. Um, I like that when Miz tagged Miz Dow in finally, and everybody cheered, Alicia Fox went ahead and tagged herself in. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I think this goes back to I don't know how you can be so against Alicia Fox. I even in this, I think there's sometimes that she's just really shitty, and sometimes she's just decent. I'm gonna, 
I think some of it has to do with because of how tall she is. I mean, she does seem like, I mean, or you, else you, the you long think legs. that you think that she's really tall. It's the long legs. She's five foot nine. Yes, but it's the long legs. How crazy that, is that? Like, I thought she was going to be six something, and that's why I was going to say I was fine with her being on the second rope. She's five nine. Yeah, but I think that I mean I I think Alicia Fox, what she's putting out there, is very very good. Um, and this, I think sometimes this her good. stuff just looks like shit, though. No, I I could I could agree with that. But it's not as it's not bad like somebody like Rosa Mendez would be putting out. I wouldn't release. I wouldn't one hundred percent not release Alicia Fox. I, if you have nothing to do with her, but now I guess there's something. I always I kind of feel like Alicia Fox. She's been around for nine nine years. She's been around for nine years for a reason. Um, they'll always find a place for her, and if not, I do think that she does know the business of WWE enough where she could help out the younger people. Because you still need veteran presence on the roster, and unless Layla is not really, I would think that Layla doesn't travel with them as much as Alicia Fox does anymore. Um, so uh, Alicia Fox, I would see as that veteran role. Her and Natalia. I don't know, maybe. Um, but we had talk- Paul Heyman after that cutting his yeah. little blah 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 bullshit promo. Yeah, you can bypass. Which thankfully Seth Rollins came out and cut him off, and he said that he's not afraid of Brock Lesnar. And Rollins said that he's cashing in tonight on SmackDown. And Heyman said that's just not possible because Brock Lesnar's not there. Which I think is such bullshit because that makes the Money in the Bank contract null and void. Which makes Rollins' accomplishment of having that pointless. How much more time is left for him to cash in? Money in the Bank is what? June? July? Okay. So it's coming up. June or July? It's coming up. It is, it is mean, coming up. 2075 is coming up. <laughs> exactly. It really is. But um, I think it's just bullshit that I want to – I have this contract. I want to cash in. Champion's not here. That's, I think it's bullshit I, that you're locked into that championship. I think it would be a lot more fun if they had free reign yeah, of the championship. But who wants to go cash in and like, oh, my God, I'm the Intercontinental Champion. I just worked to beat six other guys. Or five other guys, or, or seven yeah, other but, guys. But the thing is, if you do do that, it kind of puts more emphasis on that title. It makes it a little bit, wow, people are actually going after this championship. That's what was better when they had the one Money in the Bank briefcase, and they had the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Just like how Royal Rumble uh, winners used to be like, Will I choose this champion or will I choose this champion to face a yeah, WrestleMania? That's so fun. I think in that sense, yes, but I don't think it could work in a sense where it's every single championship. Yeah. But, uh, and then Seth Rollins threatened to curb stomp Paul Heyman. It didn't happen. Of course. Why would it happen? <laughs> right. Um, next up, you had Nikki Bella taking on Natalia in losing effort. Yeah, uh, Natalia picking up the victory. Another, this goes back to what we said on uh, SmackDown from or Raw. Uh, I think Raw, but the involvement of all of them are great. I love Paige with Natalia, like just because it's a storyline that's that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, Paige yeah. slapping Nikki and uh, kind of well, yes, being a big factor in Natalia being able to lock in that sharpshooter for the victory. Yeah, I think this was a damn good match, and I think it was surprisingly technical. Yeah, I'm. 
I once again, the Bella Twins, since they have came back to the WWE, you have to, whether you like them or not, you have to t take your hat off to them because they are doing very well. They have been one of the most, two of the most improved uh, WWE wrestlers in the past two years. And Paige slapping Nikki was only able to happen because Brie was on the apron distracting Natty. And I don't, if correct me if I'm wrong, but Tyson Kidd wasn't at ringside. I don't believe he was. I think it was just Paige. Yeah, but uh, I really think that if WWE teamed Paige and Natalya up against the Bella Twins and made it a ladder match even, I think that would kick ass. I and really I think they could all each four of them would hold their own and make that match, make that divas division something that people are like, oh my god, what did I just watch? I understand that you don't want to do it too much because then if you do that, you're gonna make all the other divas look like complete trash. But that's not true but, because Naomi's out there doing good stuff. Well, that's that's the thing that I'm gonna say. But because they did do that one arm tied behind the back with Naomi and Alicia Fox, I kind of see them testing out a little bit more gimmick matches with the Divas. And there's no reason why they shouldn't because some of them could perform in that uh, when placed in that position. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. I mean, you had Natalia and Beth Phoenix versus Lay Cool in that tables match back in, oh, yeah. I think, 2012. Mm -hmm. So I think they could... Granted, that match wasn't awesome. But I think a ladder match could be beneficial to both parties in this grouping. And I think it would also um, assist with their total divas because it's a, uh, it's a very interesting – that could be 15 to 30 minutes of the show alone. I wouldn't say 15 – oh, of total divas. <laughs> yeah, like the, the setup to it. And, and, it's, and it's an interesting concept because it hasn't been done on WWE television. And I don't know if it has ever been done where they would have two tag team females – in a ladder match, mm. I don't know. I don't know what would you put at the ladder though. I think it would be a, more of a TLC type of match, but yeah, I don't know what could you. I don't know. Probably more of a ladder match, but I don't know what you hang up there. Um, you could. I don't know. You could figure out something. <laughs> yeah, but then it becomes Judy Bagwell on a pole match. So yeah, uh, bad news, Barrett. Uh, redeemed himself and picked up the victory over Sin Cara, defending his championship this time. Yeah. Um, very, very good match. I liked, um, I liked when Sin Cara ducked the first bull hammer and rolled up Wade Barrett for the pin. Oh, what about that that powerbomb that he delivered? Yeah, I don't know. What do you call that? Like a one-arm one lifting powerbomb thing? A single-arm powerbomb? I don't know, but... That Which I didn't expect. I wouldn't expect Sin Cara to do that. But, Especially because of the the weight difference and the height difference. Yeah. Um, but very impressive match from the two of them. The one thing I will critique about this. Lucha Dragons. No mention. No. Because just because we already did that. I think that I understand that Bad News Barrett re-debuted uh, two or three weeks ago. And he's the champion. I think that Sin Cara could have won this again. But not if you didn't have it as a championship, maybe... Uh, no title on the line. You could have had the two of them face off again and have Sin Cara pick up another victory over him and build up that. That's, but that's what I think is stupid is in the first place they were like, oh, well, Sin Cara just beat Bad News Barrett. I think that makes him number one contender. It's like, no, it doesn't. I don't think just because you beat the champion you're number one contender. Yeah. 
I, I just think that they could have had the uh, they could have had Sinkara pick up another victory over Bad News Barrett before him getting that title shot, um, or also even had the title shot, but have Sinkara winning in um, where maybe DQ like he's about to pick up the victory over Wade Barrett, but then Wade Barrett cheats or something. Yeah, but unless you're gonna have Sinkara pick up the Intercontinental Championship at one point, I don't see a point in having two two wins and one loss against Wade Barrett. Well, the reason for it is I, the, I could see this being built as, like I said before, uh, that big underdog story, especially if you're not going to make a, um, references towards Sin Cara being a tag team champion in NXT. You could have him as that underdog kind of build this as a one two three kid versus Ramon or whatever Barry Horowitz versus Candido, like one of those storylines. And it would it would be it would be an entertaining storyline to pay attention to. I also have to say that I like the fact that WWE stuck by it and never changed his name. Help like, me out here. Like they from Sin Cara to Sin Cara, it's oh, always uh, just been Sin Cara. Unlike TNA, once they with suicide turning into manic. I, I like how WWE stuck their guns and never changed the the name. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. Yeah, and then after that we had our main event. We had Daniel Bryan teaming up with Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, defeating Kane, Seth Rollins, and Big Show. Mm-hmm. Um, during that match, I really really liked that lifting calf lock that Big Show locked on Ambrose. I I go back and forth with Big Show because yes he's but that, he's very on, good I don't that move take, is cool yeah but I don't want to take anything away from him when I do say that he should retire and everything like that because he is top five I mean probably even higher than that but just to be safe top five best one of the best big big men of pro wrestling I would put him at number one yeah I mean I I'd, I'd say t- top five unless just unless you would say Undertaker's a big guy too I guess I wouldn't no I wouldn't go with Undertaker see that's the thing everyone's like when I have that conversation with people they're like oh what about Undertaker and Kane I'm like I don't I mean Kane yeah he's up there but I just don't consider like when you say big guys I I say people like Big Show Giant Gonzalez uh Andre the Giant Big John mm-hmm. Stud. Yeah, like I would put like Bruiser Brody up there. But I guess honestly, Undertaker and Kane should be up there. So but maybe then, that makes Undertaker number one. And Yokozuna's you, up there. You, but yeah, that's the thing. But then you also talk about guys like Yokozuna. It depends on what kind of big man are you talking about, like chubby or fat, or are you talking about height wise? Like it's kind of. Uh, but even if you're just, on, even if you're just talking about height, Undertaker and Kane are up there. Yeah, if it's just, I mean, because I would definitely put Yokozuna up there too. Right, but it, I if you're gonna put Undertaker in there, then Undertaker I think might be number one. Yeah, yeah, I would put Undertaker with, number one. But then you look at the show. way that big, you look at the way that Big Show had like he knows exactly how to sell for being a big man. He knows exactly how to sell and put over everyone that's everyone is smaller than him, and he knows exactly how to sell for them and make it look realistic. Right. And he knows exactly the perfect time to cut them off when they're having like their little hot streak. He knows – he just knows the – he's what? Mental uh, – ring smart. He's ring smart. Uh, so. A lot more than a lot of other people. 
But so. again, during this match, much like last week, Dan Am- Dean Ambrose, Dan Ambrose, <laughs> yeah, went up to the top rope and took out Big Show, J and J Security, and instead of Kane, it was Seth Rollins with the uh, top rope elbow to the outside, mm-hmm. and Daniel Bryan. Then he hit the the running knee to Kane and won, which yeah. then Triple H came out ended SmackDown and made a rematch between Kane and Daniel Bryan. For next week's SmackDown, saying if Daniel Bryan loses, he will lose his opportunity to compete in the Royal Rumble. Now, what do you do? You see that happening? I know we're not up to that, but do you see him losing this? I think the only person that should win the Royal Rumble is Dolph Ziggler. Now, for the fact that you fired him, I think there's got to be some hot fucking comeback for him or or Ryback. Same thing, not I, Rowan. I don't, I, still, I don't. At this point, I don't think Roman Reigns should win it anymore, given okay. the current storyline. And I don't think Daniel Bryan should win it anymore, given the fact that he could get into the championship match no matter what. Yeah, he doesn't need it. Um, I think Dolph so Ziggler you, could get into that somehow, even though I don't see that happening at all. But Who do you knows? see that Daniel Bryan being not in the match at all? Like, do you see him losing to Kane? I that I have no idea. I can actually see him losing to Kane. And being taken out of the Royal Rumble, but then have Daniel Bryan cut a promo saying, like, he may not be in the match, but there's no way in hell that he's not missing Royal Rumble. He'll be there. Just so this way people will still buy tickets to see Daniel Bryan. And then maybe have Daniel Bryan uh, just interrupt the Royal Rumble match and eliminate Kane. Or if number 30, yeah, but then that's Kane versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania? I mean, it could be at the, they still have, it could be them at uh, Fastlane. What if number 30 comes out and it's Rey Mysterio again? I would hate that. That was such a poor... <laughs> I feel bad for... I legitimately feel bad for Rey Mysterio for yeah. that position. Yeah. Um, everyone wanted something... Who who they want? Daniel Bryan, I think? Yeah, what are you kidding me? Yeah, they wanted Daniel Bryan and Rey Mysterio came out. It was just such a... I feel bad for that booking of him. But all in all, this was a very, very good SmackDown with the exception of one thing, that being social media. Social media as in everybody's building it up. Oh my God, we're moving back to Thursdays. This is The Rock show. I remember facing The Rock on the first show. Oh, do you remember The Rock being, this is The Rock show, SmackDown, blah, 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 named after him. Rock's not even going to be on SmackDown. How does that I'm, make sense? I'm fine with that. Yeah, but how does that make sense? You're building it up as if well, the that's Rock should be on. They've always done that, though. I Whenever SmackDown is... I thought that was garbage. I'm thought, fine with I that. that was I'm okay with garbage. that. I thought that was dumb. I'm okay with it. Uh, what else do we have? Any other um, uh, outside NXT? the news? Oh, no. Let's finish. Uh, main event. We'll go main event, NXT, and then take a break. All right? Yeah. All right, so main event... Uh, the one thing I really wanted to make mention of was Kid Cesaro Rose versus New Day. Uh, unbelievable match. All th- all six of these wrestlers put on a great match. There was that one spot that I was a big fan of where um, New Day, they all hit that move to the outside where Biggie nailed the spear and the other two wrestlers nailed the suicide dives to the outside, I believe, or over Not the top rope. Not suicide dives. Over were, the top rope. I, I don't even know what you call it. They were like rolling sentons almost, I guess. Yeah, sentons over the top rope we'll go with. Um, but I was a big fan of that simultaneous move, and it was a lot of fun to watch. And that's what I'm telling you is that main event, if it wasn't uh, Kurt Hawkins and Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd back then – 
Now it's even more so. It's Tyson Kidd, you got Kofi Kingston, you got Xavier Woods, Adam Rose, Cesaro. You do have your occasional, um, I, like you have Rusev on there. You'll have your occasional uh, wrestlers that are a little bit higher too, like borderline main eventing. You know what I mean? Like they'll have a Roman Reigns had yeah, a match. But that's event. why I think it's dumb where Rusev was facing Justin Gabriel. Oh, I'm I'm still fine with that. Um, all right, you want to talk about NXT? We haven't spoken about that in a while. I mean, what's there to talk about? Well, we haven't covered the past two events. Um, you had from episode 130 and 131 for this week. So episode 130, you had Curtis Axel make his uh, presence felt with uh, William Regal, which we already knew. But well, we discussed so, that. Did we? Didn't we? I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. I'm not sure. But we, just we, in case, we, it, it, Tommy defeated Axel, um, which is kind of in, interesting. I, I would expect Axel to be booked a little bit better, but hopefully they don't. Hopefully they use Axel properly with NXT. Uh, Tyler Breeze defeated Chad Gable, who's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of talk about him, especially because of the amateur wrestling background. And they do have a, a faction that had started at one of the house shows. It's like Shoot Nation or something like that, where it's him and a few of the other amateur uh, wrestlers with amateur wrestling background. So it'll be interesting to see where this plays out. Um, and then Lucha Dragons defa- uh, defending their championship championships against the Vaude uh, villains successfully. And then this week on NXT... We finally have it. Uh, Baron Corbin took on Bull Dempsey. Um, I was Do you think this should have been saved for a live show? No, because I think that this is – well, Baron Corbin defeated Bull Dempsey in this. With in very, the end less, of days. Yeah, in less than two minutes. With the end um, of days. Yeah, the end of days. Um, like, come I, on, that wasn't a huge pop? Oh, that was a huge pop. But then Bull Dempsey – Tried to go for his top uh, top rope headbutt, but missed that. It was a good, solid two minute match. You know what I mean? Like it was very quick paced, but I don't see this being the end of it. Like how you said that it could be used on a one of the upcoming pay per views for them, right? Like one of the arrivals. I could see them facing off maybe next week or something. Bull Dempsey picking up, even though they have it all taped. But what I would like to see is Bull Dempsey. Defeat Baron Corbin, so this way they're t- tied one and one, and then have the war- rubber match on uh, one of the takeovers. Maybe, because I, I don't think that this makes Bull Dempsey look weak. Do you? Oh no, not at all. Like, which is kind of surprising that you could have a wrestler lose in under two minutes and still not look weak. Um, and I thought that they both performed very well. Uh, Finn Balor defeated Tyson Kidd in what was a really fun match to watch. Uh, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte and Natalia, and then in the which title, I, I, I was surprised. I didn't know that Natalia and Becky Lynch teamed up in Japan. I didn't know that either. That's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I like this. Becky Lynch is uh, at least that's as per NXT commentary, which I yeah. don't see a reason why they make that up. I like the Becky Lynch uh, tough girl attitude now. Now that she's aligned herself with Sasha Banks a few weeks ago. I like her new attitude. It's not like how she made her debut and everything where she was all jumping around and everything. Yeah, it was, it's, she's very it's, serious. It's been a 
quite the 180. Yeah. Um, and then in the main event, you had Sami Zayn taking on Adrian Neville uh, for the WWE NXT Championship, defending it, and defending it successfully. A fun match to watch. Yeah, um, and I guess the bigger outcome from this is that uh, Kevin Owens came out and hit his powerbomb afterwards. Uh, who, who, who did he hit again? Sami Zayn. All right, so I'm sure we'll be seeing uh, Sami Zayn versus Owens versus maybe Neville at uh, the next TakeOver event, which I think that they started talking about, but I'm not too sure. Don't want to really spoil anything yet. Um, and then they, they've taped a bunch of events, uh, but we don't, I, I prefer not to cover the events that they've taped already. What about you? What do you mean? As if like, we're not going to say that AJ Styles was on NXT. No, 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 not AJ week. Styles, not AJ Styles, right, but so, yeah. So we'll hold off with covering like everything that they taped and wait till they actually aired them this way. We don't want to spoil anything. Plus it adds a little bit of, uh, factor. Oh, you really? All right, I should have stayed off this. <laughs> Why? What did I'm you not, go on? No, I was reading this. I started skimming through the spoilers. Well, not yeah, they're spoilers. The taped event that they had, and something happened that I'm I'm not a uh, supporting of. Um. Well. So yeah, that was the but, WWE talk we have. Do we have any outside the ring news or anything? Potentially, I'd rather take a break right now, though. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is the Lariat, DJ Hot, owner of Combat Zone Wrestling and WSU. You are listening to Marking Out. And we are back here on Marking Out, episode 206? Yes, 206. That is correct. See, I get confused when I don't intro the show. Uh, welcome back. Uh, let's talk about some outside the ring news briefly. Yeah, it's not really much worth talking about. I mean, I guess the there is some talk between Sonny and Ashley Massaro, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sonny dished out some hate out there saying how, because we, we've all known about her and her Skyping career now. Yeah, Sonny's um, doing Tinker Toys and Ashley yeah. Massaro, she randomly said something about Ashley... She's, she calls, she mentioned about how she's not an escort service, but hit up uh, Ashley Massaro because she has history with that. And for the record, Sonny, if you don't know, is doing all this Skype video for money where she'll finger herself. She'll say whatever you want her to say on Skype. And it's pretty, it's pretty raunchy stuff. But I think What's-Her-Name is also doing that from WCW. Missy Hyatt? No, Gorgeous George, I think, might be doing that as well. Maybe. Um, but I think that she has a history of uh, what, like uh, stuff like that. Gorgeous, Gorgeous George. I kind of feel like she came from uh, something like that. Let's just say probably. Yeah, but even still, Sonny isn't in the in the position to really be uh, throwing insults out to anybody about hooking up and all that shit when she's doing this on Skype for for fans. I mean, and then let's not I mean, let's and not it's, forget it's, that she was pay, she was having fans pay to get in bed with her. Yeah. And it's funny also that Sonny said that nobody remembers Ashley's career in WWE, which I guess for the most part maybe they don't, but they both had from 95 to 98, that's when Sonny was in WWF, and then from 2005 to 2008, that's when Ashley was in WWE. And I think Ashley did a lot more 
uh, career-wise than Sonny did. Sonny was just the manager and did all the, like, the, oh, hey, people came to see me. Yeah. Look um, at my tits and ass. I mean, no, not to take anything away from Sonny. Sonny did I do a take great job with... away from Sonny. I'm not a fan of Sonny's. I don't care. I'm a fan of Sonny. I think that she did a great job when she was with WWF, but I'm not a fan of what she's doing now, especially... Uh, considering that she is a Hall of oh, Famer and come stuff, on. this is what she's How could you not to. be a fan of what she's doing now? It's, um, what, so you're a perv like that? It's not being a perv. Look at Playboy. What about it? They have the same thing. They pose naked. All right, so you're, so you're, you're, so you're saying that what Sonny's doing with Skype is okay? If you need money, you need money. I think that's disgusting that a Hall of Famer has to result – that was so prominent in the pro wrestling world is resulting to something like this. Uh, it, it just shows how she cannot get booked the way that she is anymore. Uh, she's far from what she used to be. Uh, Ashley responded to her saying, I find it hilarious that Sonny is talking trash about me again. I received this photo from a fan a while back and took the high road and never posted it. I'm pretty sure that about sums it up. Who's the one who's selling themselves? I work, love my fans, my life, my job. She sells herself to her fans. A fan sent this to me a few months ago. I didn't post it because Sonny hadn't, hasn't crossed me lately. But she pushed me again talking shit, so here it is. I honestly thought Sonny and I squashed the drama. I don't know why she decided to trash me here again. Hope you're happy now, girl, by Felicia. Um, who's Felicia? I'm not too sure. Maybe Sonny's real name. No, but isn't it's Tammy, isn't it? I don't know. I think uh, maybe it's Felicia. Uh, oh, maybe it's Tamara. I don't know. Do I care? No. Um, it's all drama bullshit. I just Googled but... it. By Felicia is a thing. It's like an actual, like their name then becomes Felicia if you don't give a shit about them. It's Urban Dictionary time, David. All right. Are you reading it this time from Urban? By Felicia. When someone says that they're leaving and you could really give two shits less that they are, their name then becomes Felicia, a random bitch that nobody is sad to see go. <laughs> their real name becomes irrelevant because nobody cares what it really is. Instead, they are now Felicia. Hey guys, I'm going to go. Bye, Felicia. Who is Felicia? Exactly, bitch. Bye bye <laughs> <laughs> the tags on that is by ho bitch felicia friday i guess is it from friday is that, that movie friday maybe by felicia that's awesome i'm gonna start using that but it's from that movie friday i love that movie so obviously you didn't love it enough to know that by felicia was in that movie friday well, I haven't watched it in a long time. By Felicia originated in the movie Friday when disinterested Ice Cube utters the line to a character. The expression has since took off. There you go. By Felicia. It is a thing. Um, see, without Urban Dictionary, we'd be completely lost on this, uh, on these, some of these terms. Yeah. Wasn't there one that we were going to look up last week, but we didn't? I don't know. Oh, yeah. It was Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look that shit up. Check, we'll check. Do you we'll, still have it up? Yeah, we'll keep talking. So I look it up and. All right, I'm going to keep on talking. Um, I guess while we're. That's really all we have. Oh, the SummerSlam. Um, it yeah. was supposed to be out of the IZOD Center, but now the IZOD Center is closing. Yeah, at the end of January, after 34 years, the IZOD Center in New Jersey, right next to the Meadowlands, or right in the Meadowlands, I guess, right next to uh, MetLife Stadium, it'll be closing. And. Uh, it, 
they said all the events that are scheduled there after January are moving to the Prudential Center in uh, Newark. But yeah, no sign. I don't know of if that, what's going to happen with SummerSlam. Yeah, I don't know if that's true for SummerSlam as well. I know when I went and looked up SummerSlam, somebody on Wikipedia changed it to like Oregon or something or some weird place. But, yeah, no, it's not Oregon. <laughs> wait, this can't be right. Uh, okay. Let's, okay. Right, well, the first. It. Well, the first definition of bay here is bay is a Danish word for poop, also used by people on the internet who think it means baby, sweetie, etc. There you go. You're actually calling your <laughs> others poop. Uh, the second one, though, or no, I'm not going to read the second one. No, no, read it. Read it. No, it's got bad words in it. Can we like bleep it out? You uh, have that. All right. Uh, yeah, I guess the, it just became the word to use. It's shortened for babe. People are too lazy to pronounce the entire word for babe, so they say bay. Wait, so why can't you see that the second one? It's well, oh. it's, a, it's the the most fucking annoying way to say girlfriend, boyfriend, crush, or any other sort of significant other. Commonly used by ghetto folks. Swag blanks. I'm not going to say that word. And mm -hmm. annoying fucktards. Yo, yo, <laughs> she's my bae. Jesus Christ, this person is fucking R. I'm not going to say that either. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. That yeah. is bay. It's I, I like to just consider it poop. Sounds sounds more uh, sounds better. Um, let's yeah, see. What but else with with the Izod Center closing, where do you want? I mean, you're not going to go regardless, which is now one, no. right? Yeah, that's one. Um, I, I mean, I like was, you must see Red Bull Center or whatever they had, the Red arena, Bull. Arena, yeah. which it sucks that it, WWE is billing it as, or they even from the start build it as New York, New Jersey, because I feel like the only place you can actually do that is somewhere that's big enough, like MetLife Stadium. I don't think the IZOD Center could be billed as New York, New Jersey, even though it's right next door to MetLife. I don't think it's big enough for that. And uh, I would really wish that Madison Square Garden took it, even though I don't see it. It'll probably still be in New Jersey. It'll probably still be at – or not still be. It'll probably be at the Prudential Center. Yeah. I, Which I, I, I think it's uh, – that's fine. It's really – it's a very, very quick and easy way to get there. I would much rather go to Prudential Center than Izod Center by the, by the train because you go from our Penn Station to their Penn Station and it's right there. Mm -hmm. So it's a very quick train ride. Oh, very interesting. Uh, Stephanie McMahon and Booker T recently appeared on a podcast where they spoke about or a radio show and spoke about why they got rid of the Elimination Chamber pay per view. What and podcast? they're having Fastlane, huh? What, what podcast? Uh, I don't have to plug them. Well, who was it? It's a podcast. I don't know. Uh, so Stephanie McMahon went on to say that Elimination was dropped mostly because of logistics of hanging the chamber, which weighs more than ten tons. Uh, many arenas now feature large scoreboards above the ring, and they're facing a lot of issues in regards to hanging the chamber around that scoreboard. So, makes sense. Um, makes yeah, sense for the change. I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I, I'm I think, good with it. I think that they could still... So what, they're just scrapping that all together? Yes, sir. You couldn't plug the Nerdist? I don't know what that is. That's What's-His-Name's podcast. Oh, that's not the podcast that... I'm seeing. It says Stephen McMahon, Booker T on the Nerdist. That's not the website. The, the website that I'm using isn't saying that. So, um, 
what else do you, anything else outside the ring? Uh, yeah, Tough Enough is making its return to USA Network, which uh, I'm excited for, except for the fact that I'm, I heard rumors that each competitor is going to be given a rose. That's, uh, what is this, The Bachelor now? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Although it's oh. funny because I guess each contestant will eventually become a rosebud. <laughs> yeah, right, at some point. <laughs> but, um, well, very, they very said, interesting. Very... They, said, they said it's going to be completely different. I don't know how completely different it'll be. Obviously, I assume it'll be trained at, uh, filmed at the, the Performance Center. I assume they're going to be somewhat similar to the first season. This should be a lot of fun. Should be interesting to watch. Which now the first season's up on uh, the network. I'm about to watch that. Which also means that WWE Raw is in trouble once again because I'm sure that Tough Enough, alongside, will join Total Divas in being better than Raw. So yeah, and hopefully there'll be. I don't know. I would love to. I would love to have a Tough Enough show where they're actually where we see people audition again. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. To, as opposed to last season where it was just like, oh, these people are going to be on it. Which yeah. I was I fine mean, overall, see, but... I like the fact that you saw a lot of wrestlers that are currently known back auditioning. Um, the one that comes to mind is, I think, Sanjay Dutt. I don't know who else, though. I forgot. I know There's a lot that, of them. I mean, Boogeyman stands out because he lied about his age. Yeah, but even on the first season where they were uh, in the ring uh, with Al Snow and all those people... They were there was a lot of well known people in there. I don't recall. I have to rewatch it. Yeah, we'll get back to you on that. Uh, but, New Jap- I was going to just say that Zack Ryder is making a comeback. Yeah, he's, he's uh, training for- again. He's down at the Performance Center. I think that he would be a good fit for NXT at the current time. Yeah, I don't see. There's no. There's no shame in being a main roster guy and going back to NXT. I don't think. Not at all. Given, Look at yeah, yeah, Kid. Tyson Kidd. I think it would be perfect for Zack Ryder. Mm. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling presents CMLL Fantastica Mania is taking place. That is a tag of that is a combo of I think seven or eight events. Uh, most of the matches are tag style, but some that are not tag style, uh, you're going to be seeing Mephisto defending the Mexican National Light Heavyweight Championship against Stuka Jr. Is that going on like now? Yeah, this is all ongoing. Valador Jr., is, uh, the NWA World Historic Middleweight Champion, taking on Gran, uh, Gran Guerrero. And you'll be seeing the CMLL World Light Heavyweight Champion, Angel De Oro, defending his championship and a lot of more, a lot more action. Um, I'm sure, I don't know if they currently are live streaming this. Uh, I guess Renegade's got to let us know about that. I don't know if this is available for them to watch as it's going on but that would be pretty cool um but it does last year it was very entertaining this year they always have the their prominent wrestlers uh from nakamura okada tanahashi all of them are facing off in this so it's a lot of fun to watch the lucha libre um combined with strong style and whatever else you want to be seeing it's very interesting to watch um would you agree yeah i I very much so in like uh, enjoy. It's weird that I said in like uh, Mexican saw wrestling, and I even went every so often. I look on my DVR, not DVR though, on the the channel guide to see if uh, any results come up for wrestling aside from WWE or TNA. And this past week, Lucha Underground came up, which surprised the hell out of me. So I was able to DVR one of the episodes. I don't know which one it'll be, but I'll find out. 
and then uh, a compilation of ROH came up, which I recorded, and then also one of the Lucha Libre, the CMLL. So hopefully it's a good, All right. good program. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, what else do you want to talk about? Where do you want to go from uh, here? I guess we can go into the events that took place this past week. All right, let's go into some of these events that uh, have recently taken place. Um, JCW, Jer- uh, Jersey Championship Wrestling, took place this past week. Um, you had a stacked lineup. You got EYFBO, the Funky Monkey, Angel Ortiz, and the real deal, Mike Drazdick, taking on Team Pazuzu, which is uh, a combination of a bunch of wrestlers. But in this match, it was Pinky Sanchez and Jaka. Uh, entertaining match. Uh, Drazdick ended up nailing the Codebreaker into the Biago Bomb, uh, which is their tag team maneuver, and picking up the victory over uh, Team Pazuzu, which is a newly formed one, too. Yeah, you had QT Marshall taking on Eric Corvus, picking up the victory there. Yeah, Brandon Kirk pick, uh, defeating Slayer. Uh, Monster Mac and Kyle the Beast had a no DQ match, and Monster Mac picked up the win there. Yeah, it was. Uh, they were. Uh, this, I guess, could be considered their rubber match, where they were both going in after defeating each other, one one. Um, and Masamak, originally it wasn't no DQ, but he requested Larry Legend make it a no DQ. So it was made a no DQ. Um, Masamak nails a, nailed a huge suicide dive to the outside of the ring, which was very cool to watch. Uh, we saw the Rainmaker clothesline being used, which is just a straight jacket to a clothesline. Um, and then you ended up having Masamak, after picking up the victory, putting over Kyle the Beast. And pretty much just on the spot forming a new tag team with them, which should be very interesting considering that these are two of the uh, the larger wrestlers of JCW combining. So that should be a lot of fun to watch. Hey, what do you mean by larger? I mean that they're <laughs> they're hefty. They're hefty. Oh, they're they're hefty. Uh, okay. big boned. Oh, these are big, big boned. boned. Yeah, they're big boned and hefty. Yeah. Uh, too Hot Steve Scott picked up an upset victory over the 2014 J-Cup winner, Chris Dickinson. Um, very surprising, especially because Chris Dickinson has been on quite a tear of the indie circuit, especially JCW. Uh, Jaka and Sanchez ended up attacking Too Hot uh, Steve Scott before the match even started. Uh, Jaka took uh, his cell phone that he always takes those selfies on. Slammed it on the outside of the ring, smashed it to pieces. Uh, they completely demolished Steve Scott before the match, really giving putting him in a handicap uh, against Chris Dickinson. Um, EYFBO ended up coming out to tease a save, but joined Team Pazuzu. Then Kyle and Mac, the new tag team, uh, Kyle the Beast and Monster Mac, made the save. They all brawled a little bit. The match finally took place, and uh, Chris Dickinson nailed the Pazuzu bomb. Um, nailed the went for a Pazuzu bomb on Steve Scott, but ended up getting rolled up for the upset loss. And then P- Team Pazuzu ended up attacking them. Master Mac and Kyle the Beast tried to make another save, and Team Pazuzu ended up on top. So it should be very interesting to see all of this play out. Yeah, and our, our main event, we had Scott Hall and Sean Waltman in the building. Uh, Sean Waltman teaming up with the bad boy himself, Joey Janela, 
JCW and, champion. Yeah, to take on the JCW Tag Team Champions, the Players Club, Damian Darling and Eric Andretti. Uh, Danny DeManto was out there as well. And uh, Sean Waltman and Joey Janela picked up the victory here. Yeah, Waltman looked like, right off the bat, he looked like the 1-2-3 kid once again, where he was hitting the ropes, did a little shooting action. Um, he started off so, with Janela. So he just looked like X-Pac. Yeah, he looked like X-Pac. I mean, he, uh, had a, Janela, he had a beard. Huh? He had a beard. Yeah, Janela and Darling starting the matchup, and then it fell into Andretti versus Waltman a bit. Uh, you had the big spots for Waltman where he hit the Bronco Buster, then Darling cut him off. Uh, and proceeded to taunt Scott Hall, where Scott Hall threw the toothpick right into the face of uh, Damian Darling, and re which resulted into the X Factor uh, and the victory for Joey Janela and Sean Waltman. Uh, a lot of fun with that match. Their next event will be taking place January 31st in, Man uh, in Manville, New Jersey. It's, it is headlined by... The former WWE and WCW world champion, the man, the master, the ruler of the world, Sid. He will be in the building. You'll also be seeing former maybe. ECW. I'm going to say maybe, right? I'm going to say that he'll be there. I'm going to say card subject to change. All right, card subject to change. But I'm, he's, I'm pissed at fucking Sid. He's, all right, you got a little personal vendetta. <laughs> uh, personal. Former, I mean, no showed two events I was going to, so. Former ECW WWE star, the Sandman, uh, Sandman will be in the house. You're also going to be getting a ton more. Uh, former WWE superstar Guido Maratino, uh, Maratato, little, Nuzio, little Guido, Nuzio, and Tony Luke, Tony Mama Luke, teaming up to take on Style and Finesse. You'll have the JCW Tag Team Championship on the line, the Players Club. Andretti and Darling taking on the Garden State Gods, Mike Quest and Eric Corvus. You'll also have Candy Cartwright taking on Renee Michelle. And just announced the Extreme Championship uh, Championship is on the line as Bandito Jr. will defend it against Lucky 13, Too Hot Steve Scott, and Frightmare. You do not want to miss this. Tickets are $21. Takes place in Manville, New Jersey. Bell time is 745. For more information, go check out jerseychampionshipwrestling.com. Yeah. What else is yeah. next? Up next, we had Dynasty Pro Wrestling take place. Uh, Dynasty Pro Wrestling Chapter 1 on uh, January 10th. We had Shady taking on the goods Travis Dorian. Uh, Shady picked up the victory here. Yeah, you had a ton more in action. You had a House of Hardcore Invitational feature where the beast, Ben Ortiz, picked up a victory. You had the hometown heroes, Kyle Brett and Chuck, T uh, Chuck Deep, picking up a victory over the Monarchy. But following the match, SPF, South Philly's finest, hit the ring, attacking the hometown heroes. Bad Brad Wesley, the former tag team partner of Chuck, Teep, hit the Chuck Deep, hit the ring, trying to make a save, but then turned on Chuck Deep. Possibly setting up a match between the two. Tommy Dreamer was interviewed on Money Talks with Fenris, uh, Fenris Fortune, where he issued a, oh, an open challenge for a hardcore match. Fox and Vineyard answered that. And that set up your main event for the evening, where Tommy Dreamer picked up the victory over Fox and Vineyard in a hardcore match. You also had Vic Delicious challenging Chris Envy. Uh, this um, with the championship on the line, but the 787 
founder of The Real accepted the challenge and won the match, the UWE 787 Championship, and that championship is now retired. You had a ton more. Dalton Castle was in action, Captain Wino, Alexis Nevia, uh, Davian, and a lot more. Go check them out. They will be returning to Troy, New York, upcoming. Um, you can go check them out at, hold on one moment, DynastyProWrestling.com. You don't want to miss this. And they will be returning to Troy on April 4th for Chapter 2. So a lot to go check out there. It is a lot of fun to uh, see their wrestling. Uh, Facebook.com slash DynastyProWrestling. Continuing on with the independent coverage. CZW, To Live Is To Die, took place. You had Team Tremendous defeating the Beaver Boys by DQ. Chris Dickinson defeating Bucks Belmore. Drew Gulak defeating Alexander James. Um, but down to the Stockade and uh, Matt Tremont teamed up to take on Nation of Intoxication, but they ended up losing, causing an argument post-match, setting up an ultra-violent match between Stockade and Matt Tremont for the future at the next event. That is going to be fucking brutal. Yeah, Tremont and Stockade are, uh, um, I don't oh, know. They're, they're both hefty. They're both big-boned. Yeah, go whoa, ahead. Whoa, say you it. don't have to insult them. I yeah, said go heavy ahead and hitters. say it. Yeah, heavy I hitters. said heavy We hitters. all know that you're talking about weight. We all know what you mean. All right, well, it should be entertaining, entertaining nonetheless. How about you uh, run us down some of these championship matches? Yeah, we have the CZW Wired TV title. Joe Gacy uh, defended the championship against Jonathan Gresham. Is that did he pick up the victory there? Yep, all, yep, uh, picked up the victory. And uh, the CZW Tag Team Champions OI4K picked up the victory against Papadon and Pepper Parks. Yeah, Cherry Bomb was at ringside along uh, Pepper Parks, of course. And then we have the ultra violent street fight for the CZW World Heavyweight Championship. Black G is defending the championship, picks up the victory against Sozio. Yeah, uh, Sozio, I guess, he just can't get a victory over Black G's right now. What do you think? And I'm sure that was a hard-hitting match in itself. Yeah, I mean, this has been uh, a feud going back and forth, back and forth. Oh, hold on a second. My internet is bad. Very bad. Oh, how, how, uh, how bad is it? It's so bad. And that uh, random pop-up came up and distracted me from recording this uh, podcast. So don't go to czwrestling.com. The correct website is czwrestling.com. You're best off checking that out as I burp. Um, just to run down another results that took place, Dojo Wars 18. Uh, you had George Gadden defeating Dan O'Hare. Frank Picard, Nate Carter, and Dave McCall defeating Lenny Duff, uh, Lennon Duffy, Slugger Clark, and Marcus Clutch. Nyla Rose defeated Amber Rodriguez. Andrew Wolf defeated Rex Lawless. Penelope Ford, Brittany Blake, Blake Morris, Katana Kai, Seductive Sebastian, and Connor Claxton defeated Trooper Audubon, Ryan Galeon, Rolento Belgar, Brooke Danielle, Danielle, Brooke Danielle, TJ Marconi, and Stockade when Ford uh, pinned Audubon via the Rainbow Press. And in a no DQ match, 
for the Wire Championship, Joe Gacy successfully defended his championship against Joey Janela, the bad boy himself. So upcoming CZW-wise and WSW-wise, you have CZW WSW Academy presents Dojo Wars 19 at the Dojo in Blackwood, New Jersey on January 28th. Once again, five matches for $5. You cannot go wrong with that at all. Um, also upcoming, which we'll cover in full detail in a, back in, down in February. February 21st, you're going to be having the um, 16th anniversary show, WSW CZW. Uh, you have Lefisto, the WSW, uh, WSU champion, why taking we, on Shanna. Why are we covering that ton, now? Because it's flowing with everything that we just did. And a ton more. As we mentioned, Tremont versus Stockade. Already announced based off of this event, OI4K, the tag team champions, are going to be defending them the championships against the Young Bucks. And a ton more. So go check out czwrestling.com. You also had, this past week, Evolve 31 taking place. Over the Freedom... No, no, 36. What did I say? 31. Oh, yeah. 36, the Open the Freedom Gate champion, Johnny Gargano, successfully defending against Shane Strickland. Um, what else did, did you want to... Uh, we had the non-title match. Uh, was it Drew Galloway? Yep. As champion, defeat... No, versus Roderick Strong. Went to a no contest. Yeah, no contest. You had... Uh, uh, Rich Swan and, and uh, Tony Nese wrestled, and uh, Rich Swan picked up the victory there. Yeah, 10-minute flash match, and a ton more. Evolve 37 took place. Uh, Tony Nese defeated Shane Strickland. You had uh, the Evolve champion, Drew Galloway, defending his championship successfully against Ricochet uh, in what was a really good match, entertaining. I saw the end of that. Um, and then in a losing team must split up six-man tag team match, Ronan, uh, Chuck Taylor, Johnny Gargano, Rich Swan defeated Moose and the Bravado Brothers. So very interesting. We also had FIP kickoff, uh, the FIP Florida Heritage Championship match. Uh, Chase and Rance defeated Bolt Brady. And we also had the FIP tag team title match, the Juicy Product, David Starr and JT Dunn. Picking up the victory against the Savages, Eddie Graves and Teddy Stigma. Uh, I guess successfully both teams or sex both teams successfully <laughs> retained their championships. Then we had FIP Everything Burns, the FIP World Heavyweight Championship in a match. Rich Swan defeated Roderick Strong by disqualification, though. Yeah, you also had the FIP Tag Team Championship on the line once again. In a four corners match this time, the Savages defeated Dos Bendejos, the Juicy Product, and the Submission Squad to uh, become the new FIP Tag Team Champions. So, uh, Eddie Graves, Teddy Stigma, your new FIP Tag Team Champions. Um, you can go check out and go watch that at w, uh, what is it, WWNLive.com, I believe. I think so. Yeah, that is all. Oh, Freak Show Wrestling took place as well, which we don't have the results for, but you should go check that out. They had Jesus versus Santa Claus. Jesus was... Uh, John uh, Mundo. Yeah, Johnny Mundo. John Morrison. Yeah. Um, we're checking out. It's a lot of fun. So why the F not? 
Anything uh, else you'd like to... Up Upcoming events, I believe. Is that... All right, yeah. Let's go into the upcoming events right now. Yeah. What do we have? January 23rd, we have uh, Five Bar Wrestling. That will be taking place at the Ludus Training Center in Brooklyn, New York. We're going to be seeing Mega Muscle taking on Milk Chocolate. Uh, we're going to see... JT Dunn versus Austin Aries. Uh, Sanjay Dudd versus Brian Myers versus Drew Gulak versus Talon. Yeah, we're also going to be seeing JT Dunn versus Austin Aries, which you already said. I was going to read the Wolves versus the Beaver Boys. And then oh, I was going to go. say that congratulations to the Beaver Boys for getting uh, picked up for PWG in February. Yeah, that's another thing to be talking about a little bit. Um, yeah, so Resolution, you definitely want to check this out. Go check them out at fiveboroughwrestling.com. Yeah, and uh, on the same day, same night, we have Valkyrie uh, 4. Uh, that's going to be taking place in Woodbury Heights Community Center in Woodbury Heights, New Jersey. You we can't have, say that, can you? Saying what? What what it's called, what the event is. No, I can't. All right. <laughs> Valkyrie R 4. Ragnarok? Ragnarok? Ragnarok. Okay. It, it's it's a... Uh, what is it? Vikings. Ragnarok. Um, yeah. But, I, all right, since I interrupted you. Yeah. First time ever, you're going to have the Queen of Valkyrie Championship Wrestling, Casey Carlisle, taking on Mistress Belmont. Yeah, we're also going to be seeing Sumi Sukai taking on Nikki Adams. Uh, many more matches from this event. Uh, yeah, it's worth checking out. Yeah, general missions ten bucks, fifteen bucks for front row. Worth or it. no, fifteen bucks general admission. It's at Woodbury Heights, New Jersey, the Woodbury Heights Community Center. Check out ValkyrieWomen's.com for more information. Diana Perazzo and a ton more. It should be a really fun event to go check out. You'll also be having NYWC presents. Fighting Spirit Wrestling killed them all on January 24th. Uh, so far, you're going to be having the FSW heavyweight champion, indestructible Joe Attell, taking on Ian Aldwin with PJ Stackpole. You'll also have S uh, FSW Primero Championship on the line as Magma defends it against Drew Gulak. You'll have SF FSW Tag Team Champions... The opposition taking on the Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. Talon versus Austin Aries, JT Dunn versus Brian Myers, and a ton more. Go check out FightingSpiritWrestling.com. This is going to be taking place at the Ludus Wrestling School in Brooklyn, New York. David Finley is announced as well. Same thing with Drew, uh, Sumi Sakai. It is a fun event. Go check it out. Oh, Vince Russo too. So there you go. Yeah. Also, on the 24th, you have Warriors of Wrestling uh, taking place in Staten Island, New York. You're going to be seeing former WWE superstar Eugene taking on Abdul Nasir. Uh, uh, Nasir. Style and Finesse taking on EY, FBO, Joey B, Chris Dealer, and Jason Karloff taking on Team Torment and Juba, and a lot more. Go visit warriorsofwrestling.com. Also upcoming on the 24th, you have Ring of Honor presents Winter Warriors Tour. You'll be having the Bullet Club in action. AJ Styles and the Young Bucks taking on ACH, Matt Seidel, and Cedric Alexander. Uh, Alexander. 
The Briscoes and ODB taking on Matt Taven, Michael Bennett, and Maria Kanellis. Michael Elgin taking on Moose, who is an up-and-coming rising superstar Moose. And a lot more. Hanson will be there. Adam Page, Caprice Coleman, Roderick Strong, uh, your world television champion, Jay Lethal with uh, Truth Martini. A lot of fun. Go visit rohwrestling.com. What else would you like to talk about, uh, Brandon? Uh, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us during uh, Monday Night Raw in the week of professional wrestling. Go follow Justin at just at ATT. Jasmine at Reverse Enemsage. Jonathan at John Griffin. And the President Bits at President Bits. Thank you, everybody, for promoting us this week. It is much appreciated. Also, go check out The Wrestlers Fighting With My Family. It's a documentary following Paige and her family, uh, the Knight family, and it's following her in her travels to the WWE leading up to her signing and uh, her brief stardom uh, with the WWE with FCW. So it's definitely worth watching. It's very um, insightful. Of her and her family. You watched, very, did you watch the full thing yet? Yeah. It's fucking good. It's very interesting. Very good. Very well well done. Um, you see Paige leaving to the airport to go to WWE for the first time. And her and her family breaking down in tears. They follow them through their, uh, their tryout matches for the WWE. Um, and it's, just, it's very interesting to see this kind of... Uh, this documentary, especially because of her upbringing with a wrestling family, I, I don't really think that we're going to see anything like this anytime soon. What, what um, do you mean? Like, I can't see WWE doing something like this. Oh, yeah, no. I mean... But uh, speaking of, I guess, overseasness, though, that's not a word, but I'm going to use it. WWE Network's now available, or will be available as per Monday in the U- UK and Ireland, so... I think WWE could benefit from airing stuff like this on the network because yeah. I think it will draw fans in overseas as well as in America. Yeah, I think WWE should purchase the rights to uh, this documentary and try to use it. Um, I guess the last shameless plug, I don't really have one. Go watch American Horror Story. That's a, that was a lot of fun this past week. Great episode. Go check it out. Brandon, you got shout-outs. My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon's shout-outs. Make me famous. Yes, I have some shout-outs for us. And the first one will be going to this movie that I saw. Uh, It's called Escape Plan. I'm sure many other people saw it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. It stars Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know if you saw it at all. Probably not, right? No, I avoid recent uh, Schwarzenegger movies. I thought it was good, though. They They were... it was Sylvester Stallone gets hired to, uh, he, he breaks out of jails and sees where the flaws are in the security system. But this one, he was like set up and it was like in the middle of nowhere and you should watch the movie. Up next is a shout out going to the Boma Yi, uh, because, or the Boma Yay because it was included in the new WW2K15 moves DLC pack, which, uh, it's awesome to see really is cool. They did the whole the whole bend over backwards scream and everything. 
And lastly, the shout-out will go to The Art of McCartney, which is a tribute album to Paul McCartney, featuring the likes of Billy Joel, Dion, Steve Miller, Brian Wilson, and many more. Uh, definitely, if you like the Beatles, if you like Paul McCartney, if you like rock and roll, check it out. And uh, what else now? What do we have now? Um, I guess before the Mark album of the week, I just wanted to make mention of the uh, Preston Championship Wrestling, PCW. Uh, they're having a shooting star event, which is go uh, a charity event for Chris Travis, who is um, a pro wrestler who's undergoing cancer therapy right now uh, and everything like that. He was, I think he was on the TNA, um, whatever they were, sh what show did they have in the UK? British boot camp. Yeah, I think he was a part of the British boot camp. But even still, it's definitely it goes to a good cause. All the money goes towards him and uh medical expenses, everything. So go check out that. You want to check that out. It's going to be in uh Preston City at Preston City Wrestling, Preston Lancashire. Um and you can get tickets at prestoncitywrestling.com. You'll be seeing Chris Masters versus Martin Kirby. Marty Skrull versus Bubblegum, Sticks versus Joe Connors, and a lot more. Team Single versus the Hooligans, and a lot more. So you'll want to go check that event out. Um, should be good fun. Manchester Road. Oh, no, that's where you can buy the tickets. Manchester Road, Preston. But PrestonCityWrestling.com. Uh, let's get on to it. It's time for our... our. That's right, our marked out moment of the week. Right off the bat, I am going to have to say that it comes also, I guess yours is, we'll hear from you in a second, but from the WWE 2K15 DLC move pack, uh, because when they released the list or the list got leaked, there was a move called Crunchy, and nobody had a clue what the fuck Crunchy was. Uh, and it turns out that it was it's the move that Trent Beretta does or Tony Nese, the reverse pile driver. So that yeah, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's a reverse belly to back pile driver, I would say. So mm. I marked out for that because that I mean, if if that move wasn't in the game, the finisher would be the air raid siren. But that's so like not even close, even though it is kind of close, but it's not. Yeah, so and then mine mine came from the same thing, uh, except as you mentioned it earlier, uh, the Boma Yay. I thought it was it was spot on with every with with, with some parts though because the, well, there's parts like right before he does the running knee like the guy stands up and then yeah. then drops down to his knee so that kind of looks flawed but I thought it looked dead on the Shinsuke Shinsuke Nakamura's finisher um, and then Kenny Omega's moving it they had Chris Hero's moves and a ton more Adam Cole it's just really cool to see them putting this much effort. The young bucks into uh, yeah. It turns out that it was the, it, it was the indie taker. It wasn't a uh, it wasn't the tombstone pile driver uh, combination that Kane and Undertaker did. Yeah, it was. So, it is in fact the young bucks. Yeah, and uh, and they also have more bang for your buck. There you go. 
All right, I think that's the uh, the podcast this week, episode two hundred six in the books, right? Yeah, I mean, you can follow us on Twitter at Marking Out at Dave the Rave underscore M O at BTTG one six one. Again, uh, leave questions, comments for us. We'll answer anything. Uh, let us know where you got where you guys are from. Uh, what else? If you have any questions, ask us. Yeah, if you want us to discuss anything, if you attended an independent event, let us know. Uh, share picture, tweet us pictures if you want of your the events that you attend. Um, yeah, Facebook.com/slash marking out YouTube. Look us up, marking out. Watch Cooking with Brandon three, please. Who do you who do you guys think should be inducted for the following? Uh, for this current Hall of Fame class, who else do you think is being left out? Yeah, if you guys think uh, Hogan was the wrong choice for Macho Man, who do you guys think? Who do you want to see induct him? Who do you want to see inducted, period? I mean, I think Andy Kaufman would be a great pick for this class. But you, and that's, that's, that's you when think. he shows up. That's when he like comes off that year, fucking years of hiatus of being dead and comes out and be like, I fooled everybody. Yeah, or, right. dude, dude, what if... What if Lawler inducts him and fucking, uh, what's his name, Tony Clifton comes out to accept? That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be funny. But that was our show this week. Thanks so much for checking it out. Thanks for uh, everybody's support. And uh, we wish you the best, best of luck in your future, your future endeavors. Have a fantastic